The following podcast is recorded and produced by Emerge, a media creators co-op, in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, dude, and welcome back to the Tank Talk Podcast. This is Tank Latiri speaking into a microphone here out of the Emerging Media Creators Co-op in beautiful Niagara Falls, New York. Well, maybe not so beautiful now. The weather's starting to flip on us a little bit. These, this wind is picking up, man. Yeah, it changed quickly. <sighs> man, it was like, what, 70-something degrees the other day now? It's yeah, Wind chill, like 40, man. It's, it's getting out of hand here. We are definitely transitioning. Maybe we're skipping over fall, going right into winter here. I mean, what's your New York weather? What are you going to do? But uh, for those that celebrate, happy Columbus Day, happy Indigenous Day, and uh, for our listeners up in Canada, happy Thanksgiving. Hey, um, we're all thankful for something. That's right. Uh, to my right, uh, as you can see, Donnie's up in Canada celebrating Thanksgiving with his family up there. Donnie the Fourth was able to make it, though. But Donnie the Fourth was able to make it, as you can see here. Dedicated to the show. Little guy. Uh, he's here in spirit with us. Uh, and to my left, joining us as always, the one and only brother Brent. No cowboy hat this week. No cowboy hat. No Bills gear. Man, it was, yeah, yeah, not this week at least. Yeah, down dumps this week, man. One part of the fit would have fit in well with this episode, which uh, that's a little that's a little teaser, a little teaser for you. That's what he's talking about. And to his left, it's in spirit, Nola's dad. He's uh, always here. Shout out to Nola's dad. We got a uh, hey, they got Nola baptized this weekend. Beautiful little celebration there. Uh, had it set up on a Sunday, the you know the morning when the Bills play. I don't know who the thought process going into that, uh, but nonetheless, I digress. Um, they did mass in the bars. I heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. They were able I to mean, do the that. governor opened up the bars early for us here, but don't want to keep our guests waiting because uh, we are joined today with the owner of HOU. Oh, HoustonFootball.com. Here we go. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Cody Stutes. Cody, how we doing, man? I'm having a blast, man. I love you guys' setup. You guys got a better studio than I do. I got to talk to the Houston football people. Give me a better studio. Yeah, you yeah, got the yeah, setup up there, Houston, man. hey, let's figure it out. There's a new <laughs> coaching regime for the Texans. What? A new franchise quarterback. We need to get Cody a new set. How about Come that? Come on. I'll, I'll talk to my boss, which is, well, well me. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So, Cody, man, what's going on? I say hey, I hate to bring it up, but things didn't look great yesterday. How, how are we feeling today? Well, uh, woke up this morning. The Houston Texans still have a franchise quarterback, so that's great. Finally, you know? yeah, right? Look, well. look. C.J. Stroud is going to make you feel good, even in a loss. Yeah. The tough part about a game like that is you felt like. This team, the way it's built, the way it's constructed, the Texans could have won that thing. Easily. But that's not a feeling you had a bunch over the past couple of years. So even in defeat, you're feeling like, oh, okay, like this thing's still headed in the right direction for a team that's been in neutral for two years to even head down this direction, slowly crawling towards relevancy in the NFL, slowly Mm -hmm. crawling that way to be actually going down a road instead of just stuck in the mud like they were for two years. I got a good feeling. I'm right there with you because, I mean, 
uh, as we kind of talked uh, before the show here, I was telling you about my Colts fandom and experience. Like past seven, we I mean we've had a different starting quarterback pretty much every season for the past seven years, man. Yep. So uh, both of our franchises are on the same boat. Promising rookie quarterback, potentially franchise guy for both of us. But in terms of Houston, man, C.J. Stroud is on fire. I, what was the stat last week that they gave out? He's in a very legendary class with some I, Hall of Fame quarterbacks uh, to throw average, what was it, 300 yards, no picks through their first four games. Yeah, And that's in the likes of Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm missing one. Hmm, maybe, oh, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. <laughs> yep. How'd you uh, forget? Is that good? You tell me, uh, Cody. Now, now <laughs> and, and, and I think it's an important distinction, too. None of those were rookies when they did it. Okay? Yep. <laughs> none, none, none of those guys were rookies. Like, C.J. Stroud's doing this as a rookie with a wide receiver group that most people thought was one of the worst in football with a brand-new first-time play caller as his play caller. And an yeah. offensive line that I believe yesterday started their ninth different offensive line in five games. Yeah, so they've had nine different offensive line setups in the regular season, not to mention that they had different ones in the preseason. So, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. It's pretty <laughs> impressive what C.J. Stroud's been able to do. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you just touched on the line, like, um, going into the season, like – it looks like the Houston Texans offensive line is set up for success. I mean, you got who, Laramie Tunsil, one of the highest paid offensive tackles in the league. And, um, like, you could stop the list there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, they, 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 in the offseason, with the way that they, they operated with this draft class, the hope and expectation was highest paid left tackle in football, Laramie Tunsil, left tackle. Mm hmm. First round pick from last year, Kendrick Green at left guard. Yep. Second round pick, Juice Scruggs at center. Shaq Mason was brought over via trade. They paid him. He's like the 12th highest paid guard in football. So he was going to be the right guard. And then Titus Howard got his new deal in training camp. And so you're thinking, okay, Titus Howard going to be the right tackle for this team. He's one of the highest paid right tackles in football now. So that was supposed to be the offensive line. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Kenyon Green goes down with an injury in training camp he's done for the year ir juice scruggs go down goes down after the first um after, or after the last preseason game he starts the year on ir titus howard broke his hand in training camp he was gonna start the he was supposed to be back week two things don't go well he has to start the year on ir and laramie tunsil plays a game then misses three games oh by the way oh here we go you, you know, like you, you had the backup left guard kendrick green who you who came in? Uh -huh. He he's gone for the year. He tore up his knee. Josh Ew. Jones, who was the backup left tackle, backup left guard, he broke his hand or messed his hand up. You know whatever the official injury designation is. <laughs> like it's just thing after thing after thing with this offensive line. And somehow they went from no sacks, or they went from eleven sacks in the first two weeks to no sacks the past few weeks. It's been really impressive. Um, and my goodness, they get some continuity. Maybe they'd be able to run the football a little bit, and yeah. this offense goes to another level. Yeah, especially with Damian Pierce. I mean, he's he's a dog back there. Uh, he just picked up Devin Singletary. I'm not sure how he's performing this season. I think the what last maybe last week he did okay, but like things are starting to come around down there in Houston. But before we get into more about the Texans, let's talk about you a little bit, Cody, just for our listeners. Um, so, what's the I guess origin story? of Houston football and how long have you covered the Texans? 
Yeah, so I've covered the Texans for, I mean, a long time since I was working back in Lubbock, Texas. I went to Texas Tech and uh, started my career in radio up there. You know, just the the weekend guy, the producer, and just kind of got more and more opportunities. But, you know, Lubbock doesn't have a pro team. They just got the Red Raiders. So you yeah. get a lot of transplants from all over Texas. So you end up talking a little bit of everything. But then I had the uh, the uh, the chance to come back to Houston. I'm from Houston. I had the chance to come back to Houston in 2014. And then I was covering the team every day. You know, started as a beat reporter uh, for one of the radio stations down here. And was doing that a lot moved up a little bit. So I was doing more radio hosting and things like that. Uh, the past few years had a stint with sports illustrated covering the Texans. Okay. You know, so I've covered the Texans in some way, shape or form since 2014, um, almost every day. And then this past summer just felt like the time was right to start up Houston football. So it's my website where I do all my writing about the Texans and I also do a ton of YouTube videos about the team as well and just wanted, just really wanted to dive in on just the Texans, you know, because in Houston, I mean, we got one of the best baseball teams in all of baseball. Uh, you got a lot of college transplants, so you talk a lot of college football, which you know, I love me some college football, but I just, I wanted to cover the Texans every day. Felt like it was an exciting time for the team, exciting opportunity for me. And so, you know, started my own deal and i'm on my, my own boss now and let me tell you some days my boss is real lenient and some days my boss is real tough on me you know so yeah, yeah i'm with it's, you it's, it's it's a lot of fun man i i really enjoy it and you know the texans are, are are great to work with from a media relationship standpoint they've given us plenty to talk about here through the start to the season so that's i mean great. it's awesome man I'm, i've been really enjoying houston football that's amazing man so like you went as we talked about you went through the bad times and a lot of the good times, but uh, you said you went fully covered Houston, uh, Texas football 2014. So uh, right before the Deshaun Watson era. So could you explain like what that sort of transition was like? Because once Deshaun Watson got there, I mean, we won't get into, the, you know, all the off field stuff. But in terms sure. of when Deshaun was there at a high level, like what was, what was like the vibes like in Houston? Because you, you guys were like a top contender. You were right up there with the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, it, it, I'll tell you what, it, it was a weird couple of years getting to Deshaun Watson. The Texans are one of the best teams in the world in 2011. Matt Schaub, you know, blows up his foot, has a Liz Frank injury on a QB sneak in 2011. That team falls apart. They don't win the playoffs. I mean, I still believe to this day, most Texans fans will tell you, if Schaub was healthy, they play for a Super Bowl that year. I don't know if they win it, uh, but they play for a Super Bowl. 2012, he comes back. They're still good, but they're not as good as the previous year. Everything goes to hell in 2013. They get to Bill O'Brien. And then O'Brien's playing QB musical chairs for three years. Oh, you've Billy got, Old Stooge, huh? Yeah, man. You've got, uh, let's see, Ryan Fitzpatrick to Ryan Mallett to Tom Savage. Um, Brian Hoyer was in there for a minute. Uh, Case Keenum played a couple of games. Big then list. they make the big investment in Brock Osweiler. That goes to hell in a handbasket oh, yeah. because yeah, Brock stinks. <laughs> and then Rick Smith, who's the general manager at the time, takes a big swing and goes up and gets the Sean Watson, the 2017 draft. And there was a ton of excitement around Watson. He's coming off that championship against Alabama and he got in there and it was apparent from day one. He was better than Tom Savage. O'Brien's an idiot starts Tom Savage for a half first game of the season. Then the Sean comes in. They don't look back from there. He has some of the most impressive rookie stats, despite only playing. I think he only played seven started six games that year. 
yeah. and then he blows out his knee. But coming back, even you know, 2018, 2019, you still felt really good about Deshaun Watson. You mentioned up there with Kansas City. I mean, you're in Kansas City. You're up 24 nothing. Yeah, I was gonna say, Kansas what was it, 24 nothing at half? Yeah, you're you're up 24 nothing on the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know, next thing you know, the Chiefs are just storming back, and the, the Texans had no answer. And at that point you kind of wondered with the team you're like okay like that was a really good team that was one of the best chances they were going to have because here's the big thing about that that Kansas City Chiefs setup you beat the Chiefs you host the AFC championship game because the opponent next week was the six-seeded Tennessee Titans so you'd have hosted the AFC championship game but you blow a 24-0 lead in large part because Bill O'Brien just mismanaged the hell out of that game and they should have left him on the tarmac in Kansas City they not only did they bring him back, but he got more power with the organization. He they did, trade yeah. the Andre Hopkins and stuff kind of falls apart from there. And even coming out of 2020, look, the team wasn't very good, but Deshaun was the, the, the league's leading passer, but you still didn't feel like you were headed in the right direction. Even if you felt like you went out there and got a really good coach, got a real general manager, you still felt like there was a little bit missing from this team. And then, you know, everything very strange happens after that. Deshaun wants out, ultimately. Um, hey, you know, he, shit just hit the fan. <laughs> so yeah. speak, you know what I mean? It's the easiest way to put it. Because, I mean, yeah. the whole the whole Deshaun thing, and then what was it that came after? You know better than me. So, there's so, a timeline. So Desha- yeah. Deshaun requests a trade, and there's plenty of teams that would be happy to trade for him, mm-hmm. but then the legal stuff pops up, so then everybody backs off for an entire year. So you got a whole year, which that was the that was the Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson yeah. and Trey Lance and Mac Jones and Justin Fields. Like that was that quarterback draft class. So you're thinking, okay, well, if Deshaun wants to get traded, they're gonna draft a rookie. Well, they can't trade him. So then Stunk the him. next year, there's you know, you don't have the first round pick. And so it's like cause you because you're you're conveying it on the Tunsil deal. And so you're like, okay, well. That's not good, yeah. you know. So, it just, man, it just went to, you know, it went to hell in a handbasket real quick. Um, it all worked out though, because there wasn't a quarterback worth taking last year. Yeah. So you, you know, you took Derek Stingley, took Kenyon Green, Kenny Pickett. Obviously, goes to the Steelers. You didn't take him. The Texans were never interested in him. And then they end up with this opportunity here in a, you know, a four QB class, three QB class, whatever you want to, whatever you, however you want to say it. And yeah. they end up with CJ Stroud. They get a little lucky. Most of us, I mean, hand up, myself included, wanted Bryce Young. And uh, they get a little lucky. C.J. Stroud seems like the real deal, man. So they finally got a little luck on their side. And it's just a long, tumultuous – it felt like Andy Dufresne those couple of years, just crawling through the 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 bowels of Shawshank, you know. Yeah. Well, I was, was going to say, like you mentioned – fields uh, of crap or whatever. <laughs> he you mentioned know? the uh, – I mean, speaking of crop, like the 2020 class or whatever it was with uh, – like Lawrence and Trey Lance. Now that we're kind of like on the back end of it, maybe they they, they did get lucky not taking any of those guys because you see how these guys are playing now. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is still playing phenomenal. Yeah, you weren't getting him though. You know, Jacksonville exactly. had that. Spot, had that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But other than that, like I mean, Fields not looking great in Chicago. Um, Zach Wilson, we seen what's going on with him and Trey Lance. I mean, they still don't know yet. Right. Well, I mean, 49ers gave up. Oh, I know. I know he stinks. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know if he's any good, Kyle Shanahan had kept him. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And the funny thing about that, I mean, you know, just to kind of go off topic a little bit, just like the, the game leading up to Dallas and San Fran last night, the, the word was going around that Trey Lance was going to share like the playbook and the plays with the Cowboys. 
well, I mean, there's a reason why he's there because he couldn't get the he couldn't understand the damn playbook. So it's yeah. like, uh, and it, even if he did get him to play, as we seen the result last night, the game didn't work out well. Yeah, <laughs> no, look, it did not. Look, sometimes and sometimes you get lucky as a franchise that a certain QB or a certain player you know falls in your lap. I mean, I think we've seen a couple of different drafts here in a row mm-hmm. where some team just got really, really lucky because another team made a certain decision. I mean, I, this, this year it looks like it's CJ Stroud and the Texans. They got lucky because the Panthers liked Bryce young. You go back to last year, the Jaguars like Trevon Walker. Well, oh, the lions end up with a stud and Aiden Hutchinson. Um, the Texans yeah. like Derek Stingley. Well, the jets end up with a stud in, in sauce Gardner. So like it, Year after year, and you can find it. I think the first round is where y- you pay more attention to it. Right. Like, oh, okay, somebody somebody knew that Amon Ross St. Brown was going to be better than all these other guys. Like, I, I don't know that I buy that. But in the first round, it feels like there's a lot less variables in the first round. So you can, you know, you can live with missing out on a guy in the mid rounds or the later rounds. Yeah, but, sure. you know, in the first round, you you miss big, like, I mean, I know in Houston, a lot of people are like, how you miss so bad on Derek Stingley? Sauce Gardner's right there. You know, so you can see that in the draft quite a bit. Yeah. Um, You know, and then sometimes it doesn't matter. Like, it it didn't matter who the quarterbacks were after Trevor Lawrence. They all stunk. And everybody, everybody's in trouble. You know, the Patriots are in trouble. The 49ers already moved on. Uh, The Jets are in trouble. (laughs) You know, so the Bears are in trouble. Like, it. And sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes you get lucky, and sometimes it doesn't matter. All right, it's just a, the roll of the dice, man. Whatever side you get, you, you're probably yeah. better off. Like, well, just to circle back to this year, like, we talked about it last week, actually, because, I mean, we're talking about C.J. Stroud coming off that performance, um, yep. that stellar performance or whatever. Like, maybe Carolina should have went with him first overall because the word was that Frank Reich, which is not looking great for him, no. Um, he wanted Stroud in there. I mean, right. who knows how true that is? That's just what the rumor was around that time. But the owner wanted Bryce Young in there. Now look how it's paying off for him. Stroud is looking like you could easily say the best quarterback out of this class right now. And then Anthony Richardson falls to the Colts at four. I mean, we'll see how that. I mean, he he's he showed some promise, but nonetheless, like Panthers really screwed this one up. <laughs> Man, we we're we're a. We're a we're a made field goal away from C.J. Stroud being the number one overall pick. Like, I truly believe yeah. that. If 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 that idiot kicker for Ohio State makes the kick in the semifinal of the playoffs, then C.J. Stroud plays for a national championship. They would have won. They they they, they, won. they they absolutely dice up TCU just like <laughs> um, Georgia did, and no doubt. And he's the number one pick in the draft. And 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 there's fewer questions about him. And I, I mean. It's, S two scores and this or that. that yeah. Tell you what, he 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 processes what it takes to throw the football to who needs to get the football. That's what he processes. I don't care. He may not be very good at video games. All right, you know, <laughs> but uh, he, he's damn good at throwing the football where it needs to go. Yeah, you're damn right. So, with that being said, like, um, so what's your thoughts on his performance thus far this season? Because, like, I'm looking at his stats right now. I haven't pulled up. Um, he's been doing amazing. His completion percentage is sitting at 61.3. He's at uh, 1,461 yards, averages 7.9 a throw. He's got seven touchdowns, and the biggest stat that stands out to me, right, zero picks. This dude is efficient as hell. So 
what's what's your thoughts on his performance thus far? And wh- could he potentially take the Texans to the division title? We'll see. Like making like you said, no one was expecting like shit out of this receiving core. He's made a star out of Tank Dell potentially. Nico Collins is coming around. I'm not sure what John Meachie's doing, but they got the veteran Robert Woods in there. So like, yeah. Wh- like what's your what's your thoughts going into the rest of the season? Like, what are you expecting but- out of him? The, the way I kind of explain what CJ Stroud's doing is he's putting together final five week tape in the first five weeks. Like this is stuff that we expected him to do and to grow into in the final stretch of the season. And then he's coming out here right off the jump and he's doing it. I mean, you, you, you listen to some of these guys that, and look, I'm not a, I'm not a breakdown film guy. I watch the TV copy like everybody else. Yep. I tell you what I see. And then I talk to people that do breakdown film and I kind of relay that information. You, you watch these breakdown film guys talk about CJ Stroud and it's like, well, not only do they trust him, but they trust him to do some high level stuff. And then he goes and does the high level stuff at the quarterback spot. I mean, last week there was a big conversation about how well he uses his eyes to manipulate safeties and put them where he wants to be. And then makes the throw to where the spots that they vacate. And I was just watching some of the stuff from earlier, uh, earlier today. I was just watching back. And, and going through some of the plays and I'm like, well, well, there goes those eyes, you know, moving that safety around a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's it, like, that's like 10, 10 year veteran. Like, man, he, you see he, out of him. <laughs> he, he comes in with a, it's, it's, it's really different than Deshaun Watson. You know, Deshaun was a, was, you know, good from the jump quarterback type thing, but it's really different from Deshaun Watson because the demeanor is different. And then the type of quarterback is very different. Deshaun was amazing in creation outside of the offense within the offense, like take the three steps, hit the guy, uh, you know, in stride timed up, right? Like Deshaun didn't do that really well in Houston. He made a lot of plays outside of structure. CJ makes plays outside of structure too, but man, what he's really impressive is when the train's on time is the old thing I hear old coaches talk about. The train seems to always be on time with C.J. Stroud. He's making throws at the right time. You see it a lot where he's starting his throwing motion before the guy's even started to make his break, which that's some high-level stuff. Again, he's far more advanced in these first five weeks than you would have expected or hoped for a rookie quarterback. So then you start to get excited about, well, he's already – He's already at point B, so how far can he go in the next few weeks? And I think the biggest thing, you've talked about it a little bit with the interceptions, takes care of the football. He had two fumbles in the first couple of weeks. He had a, both of them went for turnovers, not just, hey, fumble the ball, the play's dead, you know, he falls on top of it. No, he had two sacks that turned into fumble recoveries by the other team. He's cleaned that up. He doesn't take hits. He uses his legs along the lines of that Georgia game that we saw in his final college appearance. Like he uses his legs to create. He uses his legs to get yards when he has to extend plays. His throw on the run is fantastic. Like the expectations have jumped up huge for him primarily because he's performed so well in these first five weeks. Yeah. It's, it's very impressive to say at least. And I know like NFL put a post on instagram today um it's really tough to judges but they're saying he's on pace for 5,151 passing yards which i'm not sure what the rookie record is if any of us know off the top of our head but that's got it's got to be over it's got to be up there it's andrew luck and it's like uh it's like 42 or something like that that's almost a thousand more yeah (laughs) 
Patriots uh, thing. Four, yeah, four, 43-74. Boom. There yeah. You go. But also, I think it's coaching too, right? Like, you got to let you guys play how they want to play with all their strengths yeah. and stuff. Kind of hide away their weaknesses. Man, I tell you what, after watching Bill O'Brien for, you know, from 2014 through through four games of 2020, Bill O'Brien was very much, I do it this way, and so I'm going to make guys fit what I do. And that's terrible. And that is just, that is not what D'Amico Ryan's, and offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick do the complete all. opposite, this, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's like it feels like like I mean, you look back like Jimmy Ward's a great example. Jimmy Ward's in San Francisco. He's playing slot corner for them, yep. and he doesn't like it. He doesn't enjoy playing slot corner. He's a free agent. D'Amico Ryan's needs somebody that knows his system. He brings him over from San Francisco. Jimmy's a safety where occasionally he plays a little slot corner when the team needs him, but that's not his primary position anymore. He wants to play safety, he plays safety. You know, the way that they use some of these linebackers, the way that they use these offensive players. I mean, for the first two years of Nico Collins' career, it felt like the only thing he ran was sort of that go or that fade down the sideline. Well, you know what he's running now? He's running crosses. He's running drags. He's running, you know, posts over the middle of the field. And they're getting him the football. Like they're playing two guys' strengths in Houston, and that's the thing is they've they've started to draw out the potential of a lot of these guys that you haven't seen over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And whatever strengths guys do have, because they're still overall a lightly talented team and a limited team, they're trying to set guys up for success by playing to what strengths they do have. And that's something that I feel like too many coaches at every level find themselves. It's sometimes they, it's it's hard for them to do. It's hard for them to just trust the player right. and put them in a good position yeah, to succeed. It's definitely like there is some, in like you see, you definitely see a lot when the college uh, coaches try to transition to the NFL game. Mm-hmm. Like it's the ego thing, man. Like whatever I say goes, it doesn't matter who you are. You're gonna fit in this system I have. But you see it with the successful teams in the league, like Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Um, All the newer coaches too. They're just yeah. like because you're Steichen's doing pretty good with that too. Right, and that's the problem we're missing with Frank Reich. Frank Reich, it was like, okay, we're going to do what I think is best for this team. And look at them now, the yeah. Panthers. They're making Bryce Young do what Frank, Frank Reich, Reich wants, wants to, to do, do, and that's not working well. Yeah, man. So, I mean, so you, you definitely touched on pretty much what you were thinking of this new culture regime. Is there anything else that you definitely see, like, um, just from the Houston Texans, like, fan and perspective covering the team that a lot of like the national people don't see like what's the new culture like and obviously we're starting to see a transition onto the field but what's it more so like behind the scenes that you would kind of pick out rather than us on the outside looking in i mean guys have fun like like there's yeah. there's even and you know we haven't been in the locker room <clears throat> this week you mm-hmm. know wednesday's first day we're in the locker room for interviews and stuff like that but even guys coming to the podium today to talk about a uh, uh, you know, it's not a rip your heart out because you kind of, you kind of watched the guy surgically take you apart there on that final drive. But I mean, mm-hmm. we talked to safety Jalen Petrie, who's a second year guy. We talked to rookie linebacker Henry Toto, and then we talked to veteran wide receiver Robert Woods. And it's like there's still like an upbeat nature to those guys. And even D'Amico Ryan's when he came in on Monday, like I was shocked at the optimism that he showcased because so many coaches come in here 
And it's, you know, after a Monday, after they've had a time to go through and look the tape, yeah. they're like, oh, well, we didn't do this well. We didn't do We've got to fix this. We've got to fix it. D'Amico Ryans came in and was like, yeah, actually, we did a lot of things well that we didn't really give ourselves credit for. And it goes back to that old saying, it's never as good <laughs> as you think it is. It's never as bad as you think it is. Yeah. It's usually somewhere in the middle. Yep. And like just the mood and the the vibe around the team especially after wins like it like it, it's it's great after wins but even after losses like there's hope there's optimism i think cj stroud's a big portion of that man yo like we we played the clip of his press conference last week man yeah like that got me i'm like okay houston's really got some he yeah. said he said every time the houston Texans fans go out there they he said they got to come in here wearing this texans gear with pride man they got to walk around with the swag that we have when we get these dubs and i think i mean that uplifts everybody yep i, I what i liked was last wednesday we asked him about that stat you talked about earlier the the start to the season he's in the same mm-hmm. vein as tom brady and aaron Rodgers and peyton manning and mahomes and drew Brees. And he's like, those guys are awesome. I, I, you know, those guys are great. Uh, you know, I got to talk to Tom Brady over the summer. He told me the most important thing is take care of your teammates and everything else will take care of that. So that's what I'm trying to do. And he's like, it's cool to be mentioned with those guys, but I have a lot of work to do. Like yeah. I, I'm not yeah. those guys. Like I, there's a lot more to what I want to bring to the table and what I want to be as a quarterback and how I want to help my teammates succeed. And so it's like, it, it's it's sometimes it's hard for NFL players to it's to, to take accomplishments and then file them away and go back to work. Right. And I feel like this team has a pretty good outlook week in and week out of succeed where you can take your accomplishments, file them away, take what didn't work, get better and or work on getting better. Cause a lot of this stuff's not always a one week fix thing, right. just work to get better on those things. And this team's mentality, I think is one of the biggest things. That's one of the pieces of the mentality. It's the biggest thing. It's different from previous teams. Yeah. You definitely tell that they're using that to their advantage and using that as motivation and running off with this thing. So like uh CJ Stroud also mentioned um, that the, the two players he looked up to in terms of quarterback play, and he tries to mold his game after, Funny enough, it is one is Deshaun Watson and the other is Michael Vick. Um, so far, like, have you seen any of those two players' styles transition into his game on the field these first uh, five weeks here? Not really. Yeah, not really because both those guys were they, they killed you when they got out of structure, mm-hmm. and C.J. Stroud is. He, he kills you when he's in structure. Stick to the when, script, when, yeah. You know, when the train's running on time, like I said earlier, right. like that's where he really attacks and, and, and dominates defenses and, and makes incredible throws and reads the field and stuff like that. Um, he's not afraid to use his athleticism. Uh, I, I think back to the Steelers game, he had a couple of rushes or he had a rush in the red zone um, to get them into a first down situation. Yeah. Uh, the ability to roll out and throw on the run is a really impressive, like we, like the, the conversation was coming out of college. Is he going to use his legs to get those extra yards? Exactly. That's that was one like, of his knocks going into the draft. Like he wasn't really mobile in college other than, other than their playoff game. He didn't really yeah. show it until then. So what was what, he going to do that? And yes, he does that, but that it's, it's in the same vein. And now, I want to be very clear as I say this. 
I feel like Mahomes is the best at my legs are an emergency and I know how to use them, but my preference is to use my legs to extend a play yes. and make a good throw yeah. or make a play that way. That's how CJ Stroud approaches it is the legs are an emergency. He doesn't want to run the football, but if he has to, he will. He far prefers to extend a play however long he needs to extend it to just find one open guy and try to make the throw. That's, that's something that I think is a is a Watson and a Vic thing to oh, his game. But again, that's all as he needs it. That's not necessarily the way that they built it or the way that he prefers to operate. Oh, definitely. Hey, Anthony Richardson, Shane Steichen, if you're listening, use the legs as an emergency and, you know, <laughs> let's just sit in the pocket for a little bit. Stay healthy because we need you, pal. Because we want to see C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson for the next 20 years because even their matchup earlier in the season, that, I mean, you could even say for yourself, I'm not sure if you were in the building or not, but this that matchup was electric. Yeah, I mean, look, if it, that's that that was the thing for Anthony Richardson was it was going to stay healthy. It's a guy that had a lot of health issues in college. Yeah. I mean, concussion protocol, he comes out of concussion protocol, hurts his hamstring while he's dancing, has to miss a game. <laughs> you know, had this or that pop up, but and he stays healthy. Like you can, you can clearly see the talent. He's got a great coach. Yeah. You know, if the, if the Texans didn't end up with D'Amico Ryans, my hope was Steichen, you know? So I, I think very highly of Shane Steichen and what the Colts are doing. And I mean, you could see how good of a coach Steichen is with just how they yeah. managed without Jonathan Taylor, how they've managed without Anthony Richardson, swapping QBs in the middle of games and not missing <laughs> a beat. I mean, they, they, Something he, ain't, he, ain't, he ain't D'Amico Ryans lunch in that first half. Um, earlier this season, so you know Steichen's a hey, high level guy. I didn't want to be the one to say it. No, I, mean, I didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> that that's look. D'Amico Ryan's has had some moments where the other guy has really got into him. I, I think yeah. Steichen in the first half against uh, Indianapolis is probably the best example. But Arthur Smith, and this was something I was thinking about heading into this game yesterday. Arthur Smith and the Falcons got the 49ers 28-14 last year. And that was with less talent than they have now. So Arthur Smith rolled in there again yesterday and he was ready for D'Amico Ryans. He was adjusting. He was trusting his guy. He was putting his guy in a position to succeed. And, you know, the next thing you know, the the Falcons are walking out of there with a victory. Um, But, you know, I I would tell you, if you play that game, if you played that game against the Falcons 10 times, I feel like the Texans probably win eight of them. But the, 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 one of the, one of the two times the Falcons win, it happened yesterday. Yeah, unfortunately. Any given Sunday. Yeah, I mean that's that's what they say. And I feel like you mentioned the um, Arthur Smith kind of recalling back to their game last year when D'Amico Ryan's was the defensive coordinator in San Fran. I feel like from a fan perspective, like we don't really think about those coordinator and coaching matchups as much as maybe we should. Man, look, it, this league is about quarterbacks and coaches. Yeah, and and. and the trenches too. Don't forget. Yeah, the trenches. yeah. But, but you know, if you 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 could have the best offensive line in football, yeah. if your coach is a bumbling idiot, I don't trust you. You know, I think Frank about Gray. some of the stuff that's happened in Cleveland oh. the past couple. Of years. I love their offensive line. They got an awesome offensive line. Well, less in the league. Yeah. Great example. Great example. They've had they've had some issues getting things going, and I don't know. That's always Stefanski. Sometimes it's the QB. Sometimes it's QB and Stefanski together. Like, yeah. there's a lot to get into there, but. Like it, it, this, this is a league where, especially for a team like the Texans yesterday, their offensive coordinator, maybe, maybe put them in a rough position with the amount of times that he ran the football when maybe passing the ball would have been a better like offensive coordinator. Bobby Slowick 
you know, D'Amico didn't call the offensive plays. He's just right. got to get that defense ready. And the defense played pretty damn well for most of the game. And most of the time you get two turnovers, you hold the other team to, you know, 21 points. You know, you, you ought to be able to win that football game. Um, the offense didn't take care of business. Well, part of that's the offensive coordinator. Part of that's the quarterback. Part of that's the offensive line. But, hey, could you have run the football a little less? Could you have run the football in different situations? Could you have not done this silly-ass toss play five yards behind the line of scrimmage that they did like three times and lost like 20 yards? Oh, God. Um, you know, like, <laughs> we, we, we definitely don't talk about coordinators and coaches as much as we talk about head coaches and uh, there's some real advantages to be had from some of these guys 100 so speaking of which i mean they texans fell short against the falcons uh yesterday but let's put that in the past let's move forward to this week as the texans take on uh the new orleans saints so cody i'm gonna ask you so what's your expectations or so to say your keys to victory and success for the Houston Texans this upcoming week against the Saints, who just came off an impressive 34 nothing win against the New England Patriots. Man, it, it, is it impressive to beat the Patriots like that anymore? I mean, yeah, it's yeah I mean, we're getting to the point. I mean, it's looking real rough for them. It's it's it's, it's always impressive when you when you shut out a team. So I can't be I can't be too critical. I think this is <laughs> to me this is one of the spots where you love as a coach to have your team. And here's what I mean. All right. This team's coming off of a game where basically at halftime they knew they were going to win. And you're coming off a game where you felt like you left something on the table and you should have won. And those two things usually coincide for an incredible week of practice, guys doing a little bit extra. And this Saints team, look, they're old on defense, but those guys are old and still in the league for a reason. So, like, you got to show – the saints and the saints defense, the proper amount of respect, their head coach, you know, Dennis Allen, he's been coaching defense in this league for a long time. Um, you got to show them the proper amount of respect, but if you're the Texans, you're sitting here two weeks ago, you diced up the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's supposed to be a really good defense. New Orleans is coming to town. They're not the same. And your quarterback who the more input he gets, the better output he has you know, C.J. Stroud admitted it. Robert Woods talked about it on Monday. Mm-hmm. He said, look, the Falcons showed us stuff that we hadn't seen before. The Falcons showed us stuff that they didn't show us before. So it was tough to adjust sometimes. I think the way C.J. Stroud put it was some of the plays they ran, maybe there were less answers to the question about where to throw the ball because of the defense that the Falcons ran. Well, the more you see that, the easier it is for your rookie play caller and offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick to adjust and your rookie quarterback to adjust. And so I feel like for the saints, it's a nice matchup. They, the Texans have to run the football better. You would think with more practice and that same offensive line, hopefully in place again next week, uh, you you'd have a opportunity to build some cohesion and run the football a little bit better. But I like the spot for the Texans. Um, you got to be able to put some pressure on this opposing quarterback. I mean, Will Anderson, he gets double teamed a ton. And I know that ESPN has got the pass rush win rate and he's looking great at that. I I need some pass rush sacks. That's right. I was going to say that like, we haven't really seen much stat wise from Will Anderson. I know they're saying that he's kind of having an impressive rookie campaign so far, but when are we going to see it start translating into sacks, man? Man, that that's that's the thing is you know he's done a lot of good stuff, 
had some tackles for a loss yesterday. Will Anderson did something I've never seen a defensive end do yesterday. Jonu Smith, the tight end for the Falcons, blocked him and sort of threw him down and then went out for a pass route. And Jonu Smith caught the ball, and then Will Anderson tackled him from behind. And I was like, <laughs> that's not how that? defensive ends are supposed to work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one thing we've been saying, so, it's like these defensive players are insane nowadays. Like, you got to go out yeah. and do everything out there. So yeah, they, you, yeah, you literally put. I mean, you see with Micah Parsons, he could play any, any even, position on their defense. Even man. Aiden Hutchinson with yeah. that catch. Yeah, the, the interception the yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You don't my, see that often fa- from defensive linemen. One of my favorite Will Anderson stories in, 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 from training camp is the Texans' offense. They uh, they ran a screenplay mm-hmm. to his side of the defensive line, and he kind of got fooled. And so he saw that it was a screenplay, and he sort of chopped his feet. And then he turned on a dime and ran out there. And as soon as the wide receiver caught the ball, Will Anderson was there wrapping him up. And I was like, did he teleport (laughs) over there? Like when, how did he, how did the defensive end that got fooled by the screen, then make the tackle on the wide receiver behind the line of scrimmage. Like he's a freak athlete. And really to me, a lot of this four man pressure is not working. So I would think D'Amico Ryan's is going to dial up a little bit more. Uh, get some five-man, six-man pressures in there and just trust those DBs. I don't know if he trusted the DBs yeah. enough to blitz yeah, because point. you're down Derek Stingley. He's been down for a couple weeks and will be down for a little bit more. Um, Shaq Griffin, who was the veteran backup that you brought in in case this Derek Stingley happened, injury happened, he didn't play yesterday either. So as you get a little healthy, maybe you trust the DBs a little bit more, you can send a couple more blitzes. But I, yeah. I, I like the Texans' chances. I like this spot a lot for the Texans on Sunday. Because we're tra- we're talking about Shaq Griffin last week, or what was it, two weeks ago. Because we're trying to figure out who who the hell signed them. Because we're trying to think of a – because the Colts obviously are kind of slim at the cornerback spot, and so are the Bills, both dealing with some injuries. We're trying to think who was out in the market. I was thinking him, but I completely forgot he signed with that's a That's a big pickup for them, man. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a, I mean, you turn to a guy that's – you know, a couple of years removed from some really nice play, but yeah. you know he's healthy. Uh, it's a guy you can trust. He's tough. He loves to get in there and tackle. You know, so y- y- you don't have running backs running him over, running past him because he's a willing tackler, which is which is nice. Right. Um. You know, it, they could have used him yesterday. I don't know if he did. And I don't know if Shaq Griffin's the difference between you beating <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons or not. But I, I trust him more than some of the guys they had out there. But you know, hey, it, it, injuries are part of the NFL, and that's, that's right. one thing the Texans have not allowed to be an excuse at all is they've had a ton of injuries, ton of guys missed time, this and that they're never letting that be an excuse. And the way D'Amico Ryan's has approached it has always been, Hey, whoever's out there, we expect them to play. Yeah. Next man. And we expect them, yeah. We expect them to, to succeed. And the cool thing about this next man up mentality is there's actually men that you want up. Like Shaq Griffin's actually a nice backup. Yeah, Previously when Bill O'Brien's saying that they were, they were thin as, you know, a 50 year old man's hair. They didn't have anybody that you wanted as a backup. Hey, our producer, oh. Maranto, he, I mean, he, he's got some hair. He's got, he got some, some nice hair. hair. You probably get seen, oh, but oh. Boom. oh, no, actually we'll take it back. We'll take no, it back. We'll Sorry, t- take that back. I, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> or you could be, or you could be 26 with none. Cody. Oh. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Hey, but, um, Hey man, that, that's, that's all of our future. You know, that's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I, I used to, uh, I used to want to be stone cold Steve Austin. So I used to be in high school 
getting a buzz cut, shaving my head with Wood. you know disposable razors. I couldn't grow a goatee back then though, so well, I just looked know. like uh, I looked I looked like Wooly Willie, you know the little game with the with the lead pins. I look I just, that's all I looked like. I looked like Wooly Willie before you put any hair on it. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, well. Brother Brent, you got any other Houston Texans questions here? I mean, the um, fu- the future's looking bright, Houston. Like, even though we're hey, we're AFC South rivals, man, but it, it's looking bright for both of us. And I love what Houston's doing right now. What, what say you, brother Brent? Yeah, same. I think they got everything in the right place. They got a patient head coach yeah. with the little swarm mentality, you know. Uh, and uh, and uh, hey, that draft, I think, was a key piece to it. You get oh, wow. a key piece, so. a leader of the offense, and you got leader of the defense. Two you, got, pillars. you got a quarterback and a guy who gets to the quarterback. That's what you need in a football team. Two pillars for the Houston Texans, man. And also, like, oh right, no, they trade away. What's the what's the draft pick situation? I I keep forget. I always forget the, so, the compensation with the Cardinals. So the, so the Cardinals have the Texans pick next year. Okay. But the and Texans the Tex- do they do they have the Browns extra pick still? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, they still have the Browns pick. Yeah. All right. So, so they mean, still got one. Still works yeah, out. Still, still got a first. Still got a first. Yeah, this this draft too by the way, Tank Dell uh who's who looks like he's you know a nice find concussion protocol right now, I would say iffy for Sunday. Yeah. Um Henry Toto is a nice linebacker. You know, fifth round picks don't always get on the field all the time, but you know he's 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 looking real nice so far for what a exactly, fifth round pick's yeah. supposed to be. Um, they drafted an end out of TCU and Dylan Horton. He doesn't get as much run, but he's made a couple of plays here or there. Okay. Um, and then hopefully Juice Scruggs gets on the field soon, helps solidify that offensive line, and then their center. You know, because they're on their third center now because their first guy got hurt in training camp. The second guy was Juice Scruggs. He's been hurt. So Jared Patterson, the rookie center out of Notre Dame, uh, he's been starting and he's been he's been as good as you could have hoped for a fifth round, you know, pick to start at center as a rookie. Okay. Yeah, things are starting to look up for Houston. Um so we're looking forward, Cody. We really appreciate your time here today, man. Um, yeah, man, thank you. Really thank looking you. forward to seeing what you got written up at HOUfootball.com. That's Houston football. And uh, yes. where, where else can we follow you at, Cody? Man, it's, hit, hit me on uh, hit me on Twitter at Cody underscore Stutes, where you can find me on Twitter. I'm here on YouTube. You'll see some of my videos on here. Do a lot of breakdowns here on YouTube. And then uh, for Houston football, this is weird. I feel like I'm in 1999 every time I tell people this. <laughs> you got to put the WWW in front of it. I don't know exactly why. That's I found that out. I found that out the hard way. I'm not gonna lie to yeah. you. So you probably got some Twitter notifications today. I kept trying yeah. to tweet. I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm clicking on the link. I'm like, why isn't it's not loaded. Yeah. Like I was like, it's a real website. I was, it's legit. Dup, and so like dup, I, I did that. I was like, okay, here we go. www.houfootball.com. So I got the breakdown from the game. Um, I'll do I'll do my one day later post that's coming up here right. uh, this evening. Uh, where one of my big things about that, my favorite thing about that is uh, I call it Stroud Significant Seven. Ooh, go through seven okay. throws from the game, Whatever. what they mean, how impressive they are. So that's some of the fun stuff. I got all sorts of stuff on there. Free content, paid content. You don't want to pay. That's fine. There's plenty of free stuff on there for you. Boom, um, you and then the YouTube channel as well. So I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Of course. I, and we, we're going to have to reconvene this season. Maybe we were talking about it before we got going. Maybe that final week of the season, huh? that Colts-Texans matchup is a little uh, AFC South championship matchup. That's right. We're fingers crossed for primetime, man, because the the league needs Anthony Richardson 
and CJ Stroud on primetime television. I'd love that. I'd let love them that. do what they do best. That's right. And let, we're going to let you do what you do best, Cody. So thank you for stopping by, and we're looking forward to the hearing from the you in terms of Houston, Texas football the rest of the season, man. I, I appreciate you guys, man. Anytime. Y'all, y- y'all know how to get in touch with me. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, for those of you watching, we'll see you on the other side on this five-minute break. Nonetheless, football's back on our television sets. Tank is back. It doesn't even matter who the fuck. We could be out there playing, and people would be happy to fucking watch. You know why? Because they're fucking tired of their miserable lives, like we all are, and we want to escape in the world of football (laughs) and watch some fucking people get hit and some touchdowns be scored, drink some beer, eat some pizza without feeling guilty for fucking ordering every Sunday and Thursday. (laughs) That's right. I couldn't have said that better myself. The, the energy of the show is back. It's back. God it's damn back. right, dude. I said the other day to my <laughs> wife, I said, we were sitting there, we went to breakfast Sunday morning. I'm like, fuck, I cannot wait <laughs> to wake up every Sunday. I'm going to hit the gym real fast, pump a little weights, check my bets, make sure everything is placed in the right places. Maybe do a little cardio because I know I'm going to be indulging in some pizza later. You're damn right. Then we're going to leave the gym with the baby. We're going to go to breakfast spot, Kalamata's in Lockport. Shout out, glow Greek joint. Hey. We're going to get ourselves a gyro and feta omelet. Two oh. extra eggs, baby. We need the protein. <laughs> Send it over. Hey, give me the hash browns on the side, a little bit of sourdough toast. Okay. Uh-huh. We're going to go home. We're going to go get our Zubies on, our Zuby shorts. Okay. We're going to be wearing our fucking two sizes too big Buffalo Bills t-shirts on so the belly don't poke out when we're sitting in the chair You're watching the right. game. And, yo, and maybe potentially in a couple weeks I'll be able to, you know, send you a direction to where you can get your Zubas and your Buffalo Bills t-shirts or whatever else team you want to wear or represent. Head over to T-Shirt University and get 15% off your purchase. Let them know that the Tank Talk podcast sent you. And then what we're going to do after that thing is we're going to, after we get our Zubas on, mm-hmm. fresh t-shirt, we're going to sit our fat asses on the couch. We're going to look at the pizza places. Maybe try a different one each week just to kind of keep some variety in our life. It's a long season. I'm going to ask Scaly, hey, what do you you want today? She's going to say, it's your choice. And then we're going to go back and forth for 10 minutes on what the fuck we want. But you know what the ultimate choice is? We're going to have get a half tray, half cheese, half pepperoni. We're going to get 20 wings, half barbecue, half hot. Bring them to the house. We'll have the cash ready for you. And we're going to sit there until 9 p.m. that night like a slug on a rug and do nothing but watch them. America's fucking game. Football, baby. It's back. Let's go. Can't fucking wait. Hey, I want to welcome the Swifties to the NFL, man. Welcome to the league. Hey, Big Red. Big Red said, bring me a cheeseburger. Actually, we can't because they're all Chiefs fans, so. Fuck it, dude. I'm a Chiefs yeah. fan right. now, too. They would pick the most <laughs> annoying team to join. Yo, I love Travis Kelsey, man. That's the dog right there. And the Swifties. Jason. Hey, he got sway. The Swifties were saying uh, potentially Taylor Swift had to leave the Kelsey suite in a popcorn machine. What's our thoughts there? Did you see the, the line of security on. out there for? Yeah, let's take a look here. We got to pull up on X. Barstool Sports. He couldn't have teleported, so. So, as you see, boom, they're all waiting for Taylor Swift out here, and uh, they don't realize she might be in the machine. And by the way that employee's walking that thing, it looks like Taylor Swift could potentially be in there because you think that popcorn bag should be in that container. Yeah, no, she swiftly got that. Oh, oh, that was clean. This ain't nothing. Allen in trouble, and down he goes. That's great. (laughs) This is what I'm doing on the Jets all year. 
Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown! Wake the fuck <laughs> up. What is that? The Jets ain't about to do nothing, bro. Pass is picked again. Guess who? Breesaw has a broken leg. Dalvin Cook's 50 years old. Handoff is to Hall. There goes Brees. Here's Cook over the right side. And I don't care about the defense. Allen lost the snap. Ball comes out. No, nah, because they ain't got the spread big enough for this bum team. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Jets win it. We all saw the game this week. I may have been wrong on the Bills and Jets. That defense did their thing. Now, I don't know what Josh Allen was doing out there. Somebody got to get this man some contacts. Their 40-year-old quarterback lasted three plays, and they still won. So for that, I got to take this time to apologize. For absolutely nothing, boy. I'm doubling down. The Bills are nice. See this weekend. They're going to smoke the Raiders at home. Then watch what the Cowboys do to them Jets. Good defense is all you got. That's all they got. Jets are some bums. Give them eight wins on the season. Tops. Get out of here. To week two. What's up, dude? And welcome back to the Tank Talk Podcast, where we just spoke with HoustonFootball.com's Cody Stutes gave us the inside information on the Texans. And hey, like we said, it's exciting times down there in Houston, huh, brother Brad? Yeah, I'm not a fan now. Okay, fuck the Colts. <laughs> your pro- so, so let's add it to the list. Is you Nola's dad? Because he said he's all the way on board as well. We still got to figure out. Donnie said he's on board with the Colts. The last time I chatted with him, he so. he loves and hates everybody. So I I don't trust him. He's a tough guy to figure out. Though. Yeah, I don't. We gotta figure out if he likes Brock Purdy at first. Let's let's figure that out. Then we'll figure out teams. We okay. gotta figure out players before the teams. Boom. Okay. But today's a big AFC South show. So we just spoke with uh, Cody about the Houston Texans. While we were gone, there was some uh, unexpected breaking news. With the Colts and Jonathan Taylor a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. So, Jonathan Taylor, the saga's over, ladies and gentlemen. Him and the Colts reached an agreement on a three-year, $42 million contract that includes $26.5 million guaranteed. Uh, news broke and told by Adam Schefter's, or rather, excuse me, Whoa. ESPN's Adam Schefter. Uh, there was kind of like a source off going on because they're saying Schefter was the first one to it. And I see another one that uh, Rappaport was the first one to it. Can we just figure this out? Like whoever got Come it on. first, who cares? Just fucking the news is the news, whatever news is the news. Spread it as um, fast as you can. It so was with, a tie. Uh, yeah. So, with, so with that being said, um, yeah, the saga is over. This is a great day for uh, the running back market because now in terms of the guaranteed money list, the top, CMC, then you got Kamara, then you got JT and Derrick Henry. That's a boom. You think that's why Steichen wasn't saying nothing? He said, "Listen, I already talked to him. I told him we're going to pay him. We're not telling anyone though." Yeah, because I mean, so let's get this straight. The media screwed this shit up. The media stinks. We already knew that though. 
that's why that's one reason why we started this program is to kind of switch gears and try to you know uplift up, uplift uplift you know, I'm not you, this Starbucks man it's... he barely drank it I'm halfway through I'm zoint zapped bounce so yeah they, they made this whole thing seem as as worse as possible um, and I know the agent uh, I don't know how to say his name Malachi. Mally, Kawa, whatever. Nonetheless, JT's agent and Jim Mercer brought this negotiation public, right? And it got ugly. Um, So, really, the whole thing was that, let's look at the timeline. Ursay posted about the running back market on Twitter. JT's agent responded. Before that, JT was saying, we're going to talk about the contract negotiations in the offseason. I'm going to retire a Colt. We'll talk about it then. After that, he said, nah, I'm getting a new agent. I want $20 million guaranteed. And if he ain't going to give it to me, well, I want to trade. So that shifted everything. Was sent to rehab his ankle or injury, whatever he had. People thought that um, he wasn't injured. Oh, right? he did the same thing. All right, yeah, they, they, yeah, they're yeah. saying he's not injured. He just doesn't want to be a Colt. He doesn't want to be there. What's that about? So now, like, he comes back, right? He comes off the PUP list. He's been in the building this whole time, which was not reported. Getting his rehab done. They're trying to get answers out of Shane Steichen. He's like, listen, our conversations are private here. We're working through things. He's rehabbing. Once he's 100% healthy, which is the number one goal here, which Chris Ballard also mentioned, like, we'll talk about it then. Yeah. So now he gets healthy. Rehab's over. He finally speaks to the media and is like, look, if I wasn't committed, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he said, the number one goal is for me to get healthy. They're trying to get on him. Our our friend James Boyd at The Athletic was like, do you want to be a Colt, man? He said, number one goal is to get healthy. And so then oh. that left the media in shambles as well. Like, yo, like he he said he don't want to be a Colt. He don't want to be there. He still wants to get traded. Boom, the next day, here's the money, boom. Well, also, it gets more clicks when you post something negative about it. It's like, oh, shit, he doesn't want to be there instead of, ah, he'll probably be back. Then it's like, ah, he'll probably be back. It's fine. We ain't got to talk about it. So it's like, oh, shit, we might have to trade for him, and then, boom, more ideas, more interaction with it. I don't know how, like, they screwed they screwed this shit up bad. Hey, that's the media. Yeah, I mean, we're in it now. <laughs> we're in it now. Are we bad media, though? I would, yeah, I would be not. big media. I would think we're not we're not bad media. I mean, I mean we're, we're, right. we're not great. But we're, we're not, not old school media. Either. We're the new we're media, like, yeah. as Draymond Green would say. We're the new media. Whatever the hell that means. Bro, like I was through the roof when I got this news because now there's no distractions. We know he's committed. He got Everyone got what they wanted because as I was preaching into this Microphone right here. Oh. The Colts, especially in the Chris Ballard era, they, they take care of their guys and they pay them. They pay their guys. The problem was they didn't want to pay him yet until they knew he was healthy. It took one practice. It took one practice for Ballard to see, oh, okay, come on, let's set this up. Let's get this shit done. It's just crazy. Because it felt like with all the, what me, the media was pushing and then – Felt like I was out of nowhere. 
it's just like, yeah, bad news, bad news. Boom. He's and, back. And like, I was I was surprised with how early it came. I was thinking down the road a little bit. At yeah, least. like okay, let him play a little a few bit. games. Yeah, zero games. I seen enough, but they're gonna ease ease him back into the lineup. We've seen a couple snaps that he took. It has to be Steichen though. I'm sure he was a big part of it, and I'm sure, like he even Taylor even said himself, he's like he's he's been impressed with the way Richards has been taking command of this team. Yeah, and that's part of coaching too. And he was, and Taylor was also saying like they made a scene. Well, it's JT hoodie era, he did seem like a heel and a villain, right? But this whole time, he's he was saying like, look, like these my teammates are like my brothers, man, like. They've been here for me since I got drafted here. I'm going to cheer and root for these guys, man. Yeah, and also, like... I've been on constant contact with these guys since day one. They see them more than their own family. Like, they (laughs) have to, you know? Yeah, man, so... Just want to take a quick uh, moment of silence for those Dolphins fans, because we kept our receipts, man. What? This whole thing, they're like, oh, he's coming. He's going to get traded any day now, any minute. Coles don't want him. They're treating him like crop. Let's have a moment of silence for the Miami Dolphins fans who thought JT didn't want to be a Colt and they are going to get traded to the Miami Dolphins. Moment fucking pass, all right? You got Devon A-Chain, huh? Raheem Mostert, hmm? and Jeff Wilson coming back. Possibly rookie of the year. Sorry about it. And the And the one thing, too. Before we move on, um, like, the Colts played this shit right. Yeah. Right? It was just the media took it into their hands to make it bad. So, when J- or Chris Ballard was like, We're, we don't want to get you in here until you're healthy. That's number one. And so, they're on the same page about that. But JT wanted to get his money before he got hurt. So... The next thing was, like, when he requested the trade, he tells, like, Ballard's like, okay, um, we're going to set the value at what we value at, right? What we value at, however the fuck, is that the best way to put it? I guess. What the Colts value Jonathan Taylor at. Um, Oh, no, what happened? Oh, Oh no! Oh no! Well, you know how this show goes. You know how this show goes. Don't look at this code. Let me take care of the TV. What is going on? Don't look at the code. They're gonna hack into the program. Don't look at the code. Anyways, uh, uh, anywho, that's what Jonathan Taylor's doing. No, Coming from the whole media's head. No, let me let me finish my statement here. Sorry. So when he requested the trade. Chris Ballard and Jim Mercer are like, okay, we value you as one of the best running backs in this league, which the media also misconstrued that. So if you do want to get traded, we're going to show you that there's no other better place for you than right here in Indianapolis. Right now, sorry. It's a habit. Come on, man. Sorry. So they went ahead and did that. They got what? Like no offers. The phone did not ring. Allegedly, the Dolphins called and the Packers called. But obviously, nothing got done because they weren't willing to go pay him that money, and they don't know his health. Yeah. So, because if you value him, a first-rounder, 
And you got to pay him. And it showed with this contract that this whole time, they valued him. They did value him for what they wanted back in the trade conversation. So it's, there we go. So we're moving on from that. He's locked in for the next three years, which by the end of that contract, he, um, probably gone. Anthony Richardson's contract will be up as well. But with the way the running back timeline is, we'll see where he stands then. Also, three years, though, you think Colts could make a Super Bowl? Potentially. Potentially. It's looking good, but... um, If they of... make the Super Bowl before the Bills, man, I'm going... I, I might not <laughs> Sorry be about no it. More. Sorry about it. Might not be a fan no more. No way. Going to the dark side, brother. Or, it's not the dark side, it's the light side, because things are looking bright in Indianapolis. I don't know about Buffalo, but... Is it time for a new coach? Whoa. Is he the problem? Hold on. Before we get to that, just to finish up the Colts talk, Anthony Richardson, I mean, there is a dark cloud over the Colts right now. Anthony Richardson uh, got hurt again. AC joint sprain in his shoulder. Same injury he suffered in high school. Um, listen, he's five games, right? He played four. But only finish one from start to finish. I mean, it's concerning. Maybe they should just give him a break for the season. Now, I'm not saying sit him for the rest of the season. Right. But just uh, just give him a break, you know? Just like, hey, time out. I know, I know you're healthy these next few weeks, but uh, just just sit out. Minshew, Minshew will handle it. What I think is, I mean, they're lucky they got Gardner Minshew back there. Probably the greatest or the best uh, backup quarterback in the league right now. Probably greatest backup quarterback ever. <laughs> Potentially. We'll see how this Probably. thing We'll see how this thing goes in the next couple of weeks. Minshew, Besides Fitzpatrick. Minshew Mania is going to be running a wild, brother. <clears throat> but um, yeah, maybe this is going to be a hard learning lesson for the coaching staff and Anthony Richards. Like, yo, like, you got Jonathan Taylor back. You got Zach Moss playing lights out right now. And you got to be our guy for the next 20 years. Please take a break. Like, the elite athleticism from Anthony Richardson, one of his strengths is the run game, right? So, obviously, he's going to have to take those hits every now and then. It's a part of the game, dude. Like, every injury, like, it's been, like, simple tackles. Yeah. Maybe you got to do what uh, Tua was doing. Maybe. We'll see. But, um... Yeah, it's it's going to be a hard learning lesson here. Maybe less design runs. Just take it easy, dude. That's it. Or maybe just uh, do some sliding. Which you, earlier in the game, yesterday he did. He took a slide. So I was sitting at home all clapping. I'm like, okay, he's learning. Well, because we knew this was going to happen, the right? Same, not not the, the injuries, but the patience with him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – He's he's further along than a lot of us thought. So, all right, yeah, T's P's, Anthony Richardson. Hopefully, figure this thing out. We need you on the field, man. We need you on the fuck. Not even just Colts. The, the league needs you on the. You're fucking electric. It's fun to watch on that man. field, man. So we need you back on the field, healthy and ready to rock and roll. Um, all right. I mean, so with that news. Let's get more into Week Five, um, brother Brennan. If you want to break down the early London game, because Shout out Nola, had her baptism. I was in attendance, so couldn't really get to watch most of the first half. So, what the hell happened? Why did they start out so slow? Well, I think it was what uh, Donnie was saying last week. 
Because you said they got there Friday. Yikes. Yeah, at they, least they gave them a couple days, man. Yeah, they just looked like they weren't fully ready to play a game. Just everything wasn't fully there. Especially with how they were last week. Yeah, I mean, Roger, Good- Roger Goodell. 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 Good old Roger Goodell. He pretty much said in his uh, interview in UK that the buff he used the Buffalo Bills as a as a rat lab, or a lab rat rather. Rat lab. You get the point. Bunch of rats. So obviously their plan is to get a division in the in London, right? A whole division, a little whole expansion. Division. So he was saying, I don't have the quotes in front of me, but he said something along the lines of, "Like, listen, man." Um, we wanted to set up this season a team which is more familiar with London in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like the cons. We want to set them up back-to-back weeks in London um, just to see how they react and treat it while they're there with two different teams coming in. We wanted to see if they could potentially cause a competitive advantage for the team that stays in London compared to the team that's flying in. Very weird for them to do this with, like, uh, top-tier teams in the league. Obviously, you want the exposure. Buffalo Bills one of the best teams in the league, right? One of the most, like, expanded fan bases out there. Um, So, obviously, that's going to draw eyes to the product. But why would you put them at a disadvantage like that? Like, don't get me wrong. Maybe they shouldn't have left Friday. That's kind of on them. But... I don't know, man. Like it's just a little, it's a little weird to me. A little weird to me. Well, I guess it's the same thing with uh, East Coast to West Coast. Like you're not gonna leave a few days before. You want to get a little ready for the the time change, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, even like Donnie was saying the other day, like um, he thinks it's cheating having the Jags over there for. Two weeks in a row, not having like getting adjusted to the time and everything. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know if they. So like Goodell said, he wants them to have teams in London. What's your thoughts on how they would structure this thing? Like especially seeing how this weekend transpired, or the past two weeks rather. I guess you just have to figure out traveling, right? Well, that's number one for sure. Because let's say. You have the Rams going over there, but that team's already there. You got to get them out early. Because that, that big of a time difference there. Five hours. Yeah. No one's going to be able to do that. So here's something I seen earlier today. I can't remember where I got it from. Um, they were saying set up. You got to set up a division there. So they're saying four teams. Put them in whatever conference. doesn't make a difference, whatever. Have them go at it, like stay there, but travel around. But for the teams coming in, have them play like two or three weeks in a row with every team in that division. So it's not a competitive disadvantage for them. Maybe it will be for the first game, but since they're already there, they can practice, get adjusted to the time difference, and play those other games so it's an equal playing uh, field. I don't know how that will potentially work out. I mean, because like you said, the West Coast thing. They're not going to send the Rams out there 
to play one London team, send them back. Back home and then back to the East Coast. Yeah, right, and then go to London again. I mean, that's that's not fair. Because even if it is a short week for them, they could play an East Coast team and then go over there, like a Bills or a Jets or whatever. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole other level. Like, but They would have to do that before a bye, though. Another Give them time to uh, you know, rest. I've been I've been reading a lot into this, and it's it's annoying to me because the way you think, the way they do the NFL structure con, uh, schedule, there's always a team. So if there's a European division, and there's a London team and a Paris team and a Dortmund team or whatever it turns out to be, they they get four teams in London in, in Europe, um, which I think is possibly doable. the The problem is is that uh, those four teams also have to come here yeah uh, yeah and so you're let's just say you're the germany team because they, they can't there's not four teams in london there's not four teams in england no realistically it's going to be london germany because they've already showed success mm-hmm. in germany oh yeah for sure probably you can do, can i'm you, gonna can you do two in spain each spain and then probably paris like I, I think those would be your four big cities would you could do, you do could you sorry could you no, could ahead. you do two in london like sort of like two new york teams and this this net whatever you get the picture two in london and two in germany you could do something like that based I mean, on my research that i've done and i'm not saying it's completely accurate like look at the number of people that were at the bills game and the jaguars bills jaguars game what was the number <sighs> That stadium's like 60,000 or something like that, 68,000. And it was definitely filled, there's no doubt. But but I'm pretty sure the stat that I saw that over half of the people had come from the United States. So it wasn't like... (laughs) Probably Orchard Park. Probably. Like, there's a ton of people in Europe right now that turn this into a European trip. Like, they're not going to do that every year. First of all, they're not going to do that every year. So you're you're depending on um, the teams that you're sending to Europe that it's not going to last. Like the the fad's not going to last in my mind, based on what again again what I've been seeing. Yes, I'm not saying there are no, you know, European friends that want to watch American football, but I just don't think there's as many as the NFL's trying to say there is in Germany. Possibly, I think Germany you got it, but London maybe. Not I. I think those other two teams are going to struggle, and it's going to be like the Phoenix Coyotes in in hockey. Like they're going to have a hard time filling these stadiums at these costs, and the blowback from these owners. If you're the Rams, to pick stay with your example, to have to go all the way, <laughs> like I don't know. I, and how are you you you're going to put you're going to put two? I, I just don't think London's a huge city, and I you know I was laughing over the weekend. Like about oh you know Bills fans the Bills mafia takes over London. London is like bigger than New York, <laughs> so like even with forty thousand people in 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 London from Buffalo Bills fans, not to mention the Jaguar fans, there's still like there's so many there's so much other stuff going on in London just in the in the world of sports that are going on at the same time. So I I just don't know if I think Roger Dergel is really big on this. I just think that he's kind of. N- I, I look at all the negative that's coming out of these last couple of things about as opposed to the positivity versus the negativity. I, I just don't know if the, the if Europe's ready for this yet. This, that's my soapbox. Yeah, well, go ahead, brother. I just think it's more eyes and more money for them. 
Well, more, I mean, that's what it always more comes viewer, down to. That's more viewership, a, more money. It's always the bottom line. But yeah, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I'm just assuming, especially with the way technology is advanced with social media and everything, the game's grown probably tremendously over there, probably since they've started going over there. And I think that's only going to keep happening with the growth of the sport and the stardom that all these players individually bring to the, each team because now you're starting to see – What's big in NBA is what? The players. There's more fans that follow the players than the teams, and I feel like you could potentially see that over in London, but then if they have their own team, maybe you start seeing more people come out and supporting their specific team rather than the ones coming in just for shits and giggles, whatever. But another thing to think about, too, is I also uh, seen this pop up. There could be an advancement in the type of planes that get flown over there. I forget what the, what the specific one was called, but yeah. they were saying they're trying to get one where you could fly out from New York over to London within four hours or something. So I feel like once once the technology starts to evolve and the transportation starts to evolve, I think that's when you probably see realistically see teams over there make the travel easier. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's what their pro- thought process is. And, I mean, the more they have those games over there, there's more – the more exposures they're going to get. So, well, I think you got to get one in Toronto too. Then, I mean, it's right I don't there. Know. It didn't work. You know? though. It didn't. Maybe, I, maybe it had honest, something. Think, maybe it had something to do with the Bills, though, because that's when they were know. bad. I don't know. I, I still feel like that they're missing a bigger market in Mexico. I, I, I feel if you had a Mexico City NFL team, it would be huge. I think bigger well, than sure. a London team. I'm without, sure. Without, I'm sure that that's in the plans too. I'm, but, I'm pretty but you, sure. But then why aren't there games in Mexico? That's they right tried. There. They tried, but That's I think right there. yeah. The problem was though, it was the the fields. Right? Yeah, whatever the stadium they were at, I can't remember off the top of my head. The the, the conditions were terrible. Like, <laughs> and they were on that, some that type field, of grass. Or that whatever. field I don't know. that they have you seen the video of that whole thing that they do the. The, the the field moves and the, and they they put yeah, the turf the away yeah. and 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 and, I, and everybody London, hates right? it London, like London. it's the field's not good it's not a good field for football and we've had injuries like and I'm not, and I know London I know, right you're talking about yeah okay. Jacksonville had a play on that field too and and they played two weeks in a row and they're lucky I guess they're lucky I mean the, the fact that they are all, they, the amount of money that they spent to have that retractable floor or turf so to speak like just let them play in grass. I just don't understand the NFL sometimes that this desire for what it looks like versus just having good football. And that, that to me, they got to fix that first with, with these injuries that look at the number of guys that have gone down so far this year. And if you look at the number of injuries on turf versus grass, if we can grow grass in Lambeau field and Las Vegas. Why can't we grow grass anywhere else everywhere in the NFL? I think Arizona does it too. Yeah, and, and that, and obviously these are hot areas. So, like, just for what it, I, I don't know. I feel like they should be protecting. Like, the, the story this year was Aaron Rodgers. Yes, and, and he got hurt. He got hurt on a turf field. I don't know if he would have got that same injury in a grass field, but there's a heck of a lot of and, it, and, that's, and, that, and that's just so tough because I mean, that's a known bad field, though. Yeah, and. There's so many different ways you could look at this debate with, like, the grass versus turf. Because, obviously, I mean, let's not get a twist. There's injuries on grass fields, too. There's injuries everywhere. Probably not to the extent, just probably not to the extent like, you would see like on the turf fields. more leg injuries. And these bizarre injuries where the foot just sticks. 
the foot just sticks in the Yeah, turf. You, you play. Yeah, I don't know. But, Even know. that uh, Odell injury. All he was doing was running, and then boom, it just I popped. mean, you, you've seen it this weekend. I mean, the London game and plus uh, the Chiefs and Vikings game. I mean, There's more clavicle but, injuries on turf than yeah. there are on grass. Like, I don't got the research and whatever to back each point up, mm-hmm. but I know it's, I'm, I'm 100% sure with every argument and debate that's out there, right, especially in science or whatever you're looking at from that aspect, there's benefits to both sides, but if there, there's got to be some type of common ground they could find. I'm not sure what that answer is, but you got to take the opinions of the players, right? If they know what it's like playing, because a lot of these people that are making these decisions probably never stepped foot and ran or played a game on any of these surfaces. So I would take, if it was up to me, just take the opinions of the players do what they want, right, in terms of the playing ground, you get a better product. Well, you got to think about it, like the owners, too, because they have a say in it. They're making oh, the sure. stadiums. Yeah. So well, it's they, like they it's easier the, to keep they the want, turf like than the said, grass. They want that money like the Khan family. They want to get these big, these very rich owners that, they want to get these rich owners involved in the game and they have owners already. So they, they need to find like other markets where they can bring in these, this big money, like other sports are doing. Like if you look like what's going on in, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia, the amount of players that they have in that league that they're bringing in for soccer all over the world. If you look at the amount of teams in, in English soccer that are owned by, you know, like four nationals. The one problem they had is they had like the Russian oligarchs buying teams and then they yeah. only had to sell that team with everything happening in Ukraine. But it's a lot of money and and those that money goes into these teams and they literally put just tons of money into these teams. And it's not just to buy the team. Like they build tremendously beautiful stadiums and great training grounds for the players. And it, it's like for, for many of these owners these, that they're, that the NFL, I think is trying to recruit. Um, it's, it's, it's play money for these guys. Like they really want, they want these great experiences that I'm excited about. I, I'm excited for some of this. Cause I think like you see some of the NFL teams that don't really like the, the corporate structure of some of the owners that are not investing in the players, not inventing in the for, for what the fans desire, where I think that's maybe the NFL. Maybe that's the NFL's angle. They're looking for a different kind of owner with a lot more money. I mean, they're coming in too with like Josh Harris coming in, his group. Uh, I mean, they're getting Jeff Bezos involved, but we went way off the rail there. So let's let's see what they do with, with the gold grass and turf situation as that saga continues. And also, let's keep an eye See what they do in London. But to go back to the London game, Jaguars-Bills. Uh, Bills start off on a s- slow slate. Jaguars obviously accustomed to the time and everything. Um, just a different stadium or whatever. Bills slowing down, man. They lose more defensive, key defensive players. Matt Milano, boom, gone like that, out for the season. They do get Von Miller back, but wasn't much help. I'm not sure how much he played. Unless yeah, you got, got yeah, in front I don't, of you. I don't know. I don't know either. But um, yeah, I wouldn't judge the Bills because I know we like to overreact on Mondays and shit. They fucking stink. No, I'm about to be serious. <laughs> yeah, it was just it's one of those Bills games. You just gotta go on to the next week. Because they started heating up towards the end, right? You seen the flashes of their off. Their offense was kind of proficient in the second half until they got injured. 
man, like, so I wouldn't judge them the rest of the way off of this game because they got the fucking shit-ass New York Giants coming into town next week. It ain't look good for them. We'll get into that when we talk about this upcoming week. But nonetheless, Jags get the win. So they get it done. They went into London. What was it? One and two. Now they're coming back to the States. Three and two. Tied in first place at AFC South with the Colts. So take a few steps back here. Thursday Night Football. It seems like the Bears are not as down bad as they seem against the Commanders. Uh, Can we talk about it? Before we do that, maybe one reason why they kind of got fueled up. We lost a big figure in the NFL world. Uh, this is what Dick, I was talking about. Dick Buckus. I got the news that he passed away before the game. and um, I knew they were going to win after that. Typical death game, man. Knew they were going to win after that. That That's just how it goes, man. And I thought that, too. Like, Don't get me wrong. I, I definitely consider that in terms of like the betting market and everything, but... I remember, and I'm like, okay, well, because I would have bears still fucking stink. No, I would have bared down because we had the commander. Well, I made myself look like a damn fool. You might as well put me on at freezing cold takes. I had the bears at first, then I switched over to the commanders. So. Oh. That's what the bears said. They had the bears get the win against the commanders. Ridiculous. I mean, not ridiculous. Shout out Bears. Bear down. I I still think they're down bad, but, you know, it's a week-to-week league. So, as of right now, stands Bears aren't down bad, and they're potentially back as commanders slipping downhill, slipping down the river as Riverboat Ron keeps uh, sinking the ship here. I already told you, man. They're going to end up doing bad. The enemy's going to be the coach at the end of the season. Or at least before next season. That's what it's looking like right now. Um, but speaking of bad, um, I know we sort of declared, uh, sort of declared the uh, Bengals dead last week. But um, there's a new team that we're gonna declare dead this week, and that's the New England Patriots. They're fucking dead. What's going on there? Yeah, Mac Jones saga over. That, that was it. Nice to have it while it lasts, you know. Fuck them. Bill Belichick's still fucking committing to him. Like he said in his presser after the game, even though he got caught after the game at McDonald's, potentially ordering a better Mac. What's that Return about? of the Mac. Come on. Shout out Josh Duclair. That's his theme song. But he's, yeah, he's got to come back, man. I thought he was going to have a good season because he got Bill so O'Brien too. as the offensive coordinator, but... Uh, Maybe they need a new quarterback. I would. So here's the tough part about it, because um, obviously he's in his short period of time with the Patriots, he's thrown what four pick sixes at Gillette Stadium, at least. That's a lot. It took him what three seasons to do that. It took Tom Brady 140 something games to accomplish that. That's a lot of games. It's <laughs> a lot of games. At Gillette Stadium, they're saying. But you got to look to the perspective of GM Belichick. Okay, here we go. He, he didn't get him. He got him what? Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Gusecki, 
And that's it. Don't disrespect Mike Gusecki, though. I'm just saying, though, the, the Patriots didn't fucking either. They got Hunter Henry. The, like, I understand, Bill, you got to get this in your head. You're never getting back to the Gronk and Aaron Hernandez days. Throw that fucking system out the window, okay? Like, you can't expect Mac Jones to do work all this magic with nothing. You had the chance to go get D-Hop. Oh? He was in town. Had him in the building. Said fuck him. Didn't need him. I'm sure he would have made a difference in his offense. Oh, probably. But you know. But I mean, don't get it too. I'm not. I'm not saying this ain't Mac Jones' fault because he's got his finger, little fingerprints all over this thing. Everywhere. So his time might be it. We'll see. They're still committing to him, but might be getting close to the point where. uh, Do you get a new quarterback, or you try Zappy? Or Malik He's tried. It still didn't work. I would th- hey, we talked about him in the preseason. Malik Cunningham's fucking electric. Just put him out there. See what he can do. That's it. Fuck it. And uh, Dylan said this just before the season started. He said this is potentially Bill's last season as uh, their coach, so maybe he's right. I don't think so. Dylan might be on something with that. You know what? You're right. His son's going to be the head coach. They got to switch something up. Uh like I get it, they they got injuries on defense, but they got to figure it the fuck out. Or maybe he just stays at as GM he, and I, let his son stay the coach. He gotta he's gotta fall back on one because he he's getting to the point where he obviously is as they keep losing. Bro, these two past two games, worst games in Bill Belichick's career, biggest loss differential in his career. Yeah, it ain't looking good up there in New England, but um. As we know, they terrorized both the Buffalo Bills and the Colts for however many years now. So they got what the fuck was coming to them. Basically our whole lifetime. So, Bill, if you're listening, fuck you, pal. You got what you deserve. Sorry about it. It's the truth. I like football too much. I can't say it. No, go ahead. Say it. Can't say it. Get it off your chest. Open mic. Here, boom. Bill, what the fuck is your problem, man? Get him out the league. He fucking stinks. Look at him now. Hey, no, listen. You they did. said Tom Brady is <laughs> quarterback. He won a Super Bowl. What are you doing? That's all I'm saying. Listen. That's all I'm saying. You know what the irony of this is to me? I, sorry, I got to jump in one more time. Um, is that he was one of the reasons they always commended him is when he had a player that had gotten to his point where he wasn't useful anymore. What did Bill Check, Bill Check always do? Got what did he do? Thanks for the service. We love you. I'm glad you got a ring, but now you got to go. And here well, it is. Maybe it's his time. It's his time now. Hold yellow. Like, but he, no, no, no. I can still do it, man. He's, he's. I'm sure he wants to stay because he sees that record of number of wins that you forget how many more he needs. He's close. He ain't that close. He's not close with this team. No, no. He one. might get somewhere else and get picked up. Maybe somebody else will get him, and he can get a halfway decent team for a couple of years. But. I think his day is done. I think his era is done, and can, can he, he do, doesn't know how to let go. Can he do a, an impersonation? Because I've never heard him that enthusiastic about anything. Can he do? You know, I really like to stay. Um, Here we go. I just got a couple wins more to go. I'm really passionate about the sport, and if you give me a chance, maybe I can get those wins. There you go. Boom. But I think I want to see him get fired. You know, <laughs> there's no way. 
No I way. know. I told you, he's just going to stay GM. I mean, because I was, I was... in this country, there's, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't they, at, there's 32 NFL teams, right? Yeah. yeah. There's 31 NFL teams that want to see him get fired. Well, like, so... Like, Fan bases was, of 31 I was, teams. I was thinking about this yesterday, too. I was like, <laughs> I was like the way they're playing, any other team would have let their coach out, right? So, like, I'm thinking... They can't do that. Like, looking at the hindsight of things, you can't just do that to... So, I think they just let the season ride. He's either going to have to decide because he does have the GM hat on as well. I think he's got to decide either one or the other, man. One or the other. Robert Kraft's going to have to swallow his pride and be like, listen, man, business is business, and I'm standing on it. you got to pick one or the other. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, obviously, they lose to the Saints 34 nothing this past week. Saints are a weird team. That's all. We'll see what they do against the Texans. I mean, yeah, sounded like Cody Stutes had the keys to success to beat the Saints, Um, which I think they will. We'll preview for later. But it's yesterday seemed like Mike Tomlin did have the keys to success to beat the division rival Baltimore Ravens yesterday. Are the Steelers are they going to continue to keep sneaking along? Because they're first place in the division right now, three and two. Nah. Not with Matt Canada there. For all the people listening online who couldn't see I'm Brennan shaking just my head shaking. aggressively. Aggressively, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. You see that that uh what happened at the end of the game? Mm. Where Kenny Pickett had to make an audible. Cause uh they were blitzing. He said, I saw this earlier in the game. I'm not doing it again. So the, he said, George Pickens, go out there, dude. I'll find you. Pickett's Pickens connection. Yeah, man. They picked off where they left off last season. I think oh. They had that tandem had the highest QBR or whatever from quarterback to wide receiver. They're starting to pick it back up again. And it sounds like, from what you're saying, has nothing to do with Matt Canada. Nope. You see that clip? He was pissed that he, did, that he, he made that throw. He wasn't happy about it. Pissed. He was sitting there like <laughs> So they had the clip in the in the booth. They had camera set up. Show the game winning play or whatever the fuck it was. The Pickens touched down. Everyone is losing their mind. Yay. Yay. We finally did. We beat the Ravens. This is a fucking huge game. We're about to win. Matt Cannon sitting there like this. And then even the guy next to him cheering, he said he tapped him on the arm he like, said, come, hey, on, yo, Matt, come on, get up, brother. We won. We got it. It worked. I didn't fucking call that play. It's that's what it looked like, you said. Or even he was like, hey, man, the camera's on you right now. He's still, him still pissed. No emotion <laughs> on his face. Just bro. Matt, what's the fucking deal? Yeah, I don't think Steelers fans are happy with him. And then uh, a video was trending, what was it, last week or the week before? They were coming off a win, and Matt Canada was all excited. He was, like, high-fiving players and shit. Chris Boswell walks in. He goes, yeah, it wasn't because of fucking you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you got to get him out. You got to get him out. It's... You got to get him out. I'm sorry. I don't know who's going to call the plays over there, but it can't be him. Because from know. what I learned there, Kenny's not the problem. Because after the game, like I said earlier, he was like, yeah, seen this earlier, and they were coming at me the whole game. Called it on the fly, too. On the fly, yes. He said, you know what, Matt? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm calling this shit on my own. I'm calling my own shot. And that's what he did, and it went in. So, yeah, I mean, the Steelers, they're, 
first place as of today. We'll see how it works out in the end. Um, Classic Mike Tomlin. Yeah, man. Knows how to win games. But let's stay in the division a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, I know we proclaimed, to circle back, that uh, the Bengals were dead last week. Uh, it seemed like yesterday Joe Burrow was back. And it seemed like also that uh, Jamar Chase was right. Just like his favorite convenience store, 7-Eleven, he's always fucking open. Boom. What, do you get three touchdowns? Three tutties, and I want to say over 200 yards. Yeah. Or damn near close to it. That's got to be coaching, though. That's all coaching. He said, you know what? Yeah, they had no one else. He's throw. always open. <laughs> they had no one else to throw to. Yeah, that's true. T. Higgins, broken rib. Yeah, Just uh, one, though. Yeah, let's keep in mind, though, Bengals fans, I know some of you commented on our video saying, oh, this is aged terribly. You beat the Cardinals. I know they've been competitive, but going into this season – we were saying they're going to be the worst team in the league. First two picks overall. Come on. Congratulations. I know it's the NFL, and it's, like you said earlier, Brother Brent, any given Sunday, but they didn't show me enough there. They didn't show me enough there at all. Well, I mean, only two touchdowns, though. 34 to 20. I mean, with how big the Bengals are against team like the Cardinals, 14 points isn't giving me enough hope for them. Yeah, I was going to say, like, even uh, Joshua Dobbs threw his first pick. Oh. Like, the Cardinals, are, they're going to be in every game, I feel like. That's well, what it seems like. Also, maybe. we got to remember, Bengals pick up later in the season. They never do well in the beginning. They do. So a lot of Bengals fans on, on Twitter, they're saying, hey, preseason's over. <laughs> We're here now. Man, We'll see to- about that. Because uh, it looked like, even in their own division, I don't know. Bunch uh, of crop. Overall, the Ravens look good. Whenever they could ke- fucking catch the ball, seemed like almost every other pass was dropped <laughs> in their game against the Steelers. Yeah. And for some reason, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, they have Lamar Jackson's number. So, I mean, we'll see. The, the, the AFC North isn't as great as we thought it was going to be going into this season. I mean, not bad records, but if you're watching the games, it's like, it's just bad football, that's all. Not great football. But let's talk about some good football. Good football. The Lions keep roaring. Boom. They absolutely demolished the Carolina Panthers. Which we we saw this coming. Yeah. Frank, the stank, Reich. Get him out of there. Please. Because they're not a bad team. On paper, On not paper, a bad not team. Terrible, it's just... But... some. I keep saying this, man. Some people just can't lead people. The, the one thing that Leader blows my not... mind is that... Okay, they think, like, maybe at some point they can hang it up. Um, save Bryce Young for next season, whatever. And go to the draft, but they don't have their first round pick. Chicago Bears have it. So the Bears could potentially, if they keep shitting the bed too, instead of the Cardinals having the first, second overall like we thought, maybe the Bears will. And it's the craziest part too is that the Panthers didn't even earn the first overall pick last no, year. No, they didn't. They were, they, they, they traded were everything almost they had to get it. Yeah. Insane. So they weren't even that bad last year, but they're worse this year. 
Frank, man, I don't know what the fuck a problem is, but you got to get your head out of your ass, brother. Uh, but looking in the positive light, the Detroit Lions, bro. They're huh? insane. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Motor City Dan Campbell. Listen, guys, I love you guys, man. Biting kneecaps and shit. They're Lions doing the awesome, shit for man. real. They're awesome. It's just all cylinders. The play calling is fucking tremendous. Run game, pass game. They chuck off every fucking box. Everything. Def- defense are playing fucking phenomenal. Aiden Hutchinson leading the helm there. They're fun to watch. Definitely winning that division. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think, it's theirs to lose at this point. Yeah. I think I said the Vikings. Uh, I was wrong. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, I was wrong. Are they going to be in the quarterback market? I mean, the, the craziest part is Kirk Cousins ain't even playing bad. Statistically, he's probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. I, I'm going to say it again. They're going to get Dak Prescott. I don't know what what's making me say this. You just feel it. I, yes. That's going to be interesting to see, too. I Nonetheless, they they are going to move on from Kirk Cousins. Have to. Um, He's not the problem, but have to. What is the problem? Like, they just keep losing these games. And offensively, they're like, I don't know if it's the play calling or what situational football because after hat or yeah literally going into the third quarter they wasted two timeouts i forget on what and why but time management that's fucking terrible yeah i mean only losing by seven against the chiefs but still didn't look like it like they were in it but you knew the whole time like they weren't winning that game you knew it the whole time yeah even when kelsey went down that's how you know it's bad. And even, like, Jake Jettas went down, too. He didn't, unfortunately, come back into the game. But, yeah, I don't know what's going on in Minnesota, man. Dark days might be ahead. Unless, because they were. I mean, not like it means much because you get drafted where you get fucking drafted. Caleb Williams had the Vikings on his little list. Well, that's too damn bad. It might be. That's too damn bad. I mean, he had the Niners on there, too, but. Yeah, I, I want to play for the Niners myself. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Do you think they're gonna the Lions are gonna stick with Jared Goff? Because they did get Hendon Hooker. Oh, I think the Goff's gonna keep playing until he don't got it no more. Well, I'm I'm just saying like because I think this is his last uh, year for his contract. Are you sure? I thought he got. Oh, that's something to look into. I don't even know that 100, percent but. If they make the postseason and oh. go on to like a little run, he's definitely going back. I I don't see them because he's definitely switched his own narrative in Detroit for sure. Um, I mean, I, that's something to think about. They're playing too good for him to give up on them. At some point, they will have to, but I don't think that time's coming anytime soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to find it real quick. Um, who are we talking about? The Vikings and the Chiefs. Yes. On the Chiefs side of things, uh, Travis Kelsey a little banged up. He came back in, scored that touchdown, tested his ankle right away. They had him block on the first play, came back in, then scored that touchdown. Um, I don't know. I feel like each week we're seeing uh, 
The Chiefs are putting out film on how you could beat them. Originally, I had them going as far as the Super Bowl. as far as the AFC. You had them in the Super Bowl. I had them to win the Super Bowl, actually. The way the AFC's looking, bro, I don't know if they're going to get there. I know it's only week five and, you know, how the Chiefs are, but something just ain't click. I don't know what the – I just get this weird feeling watching their games, bro. Like, something's off. But they keep winning the games. That's Say the it with me. The enemy. It could be a big reason. But the enemy wasn't out there catching passes. Yeah, but still – they were figuring it out. Still different play calling. I don't know, man. We'll have to see how the rest of their season plays out. Uh, but man, they'll probably end up getting the guy. They definitely they look beatable. Do. They don't look as dominant as maybe they should. But I'm sure the enemy has a big part in that. Um, but Dolphins picked themselves back up, huh? They're after it's, after it's last week. Fucking Dolphins, man. Of course they would. <laughs> They're well, so, also playing they're so fast, man. Also playing a giant. Yeah. <laughs> Shitty ass team. Thought they were gonna be better too. What are we doing? Uh, Did Dan? you notice you had a question on the YouTube feed? Oh, I can't see it. Well, let me read it to you. It's what from Santino, it? by the way. Boom, let's right. go. First of all, his Shout comment is that coffee this camera. late is insane. That's his first comment. <laughs> um, second, the question fuel, is brother. fellas. Oops, sorry, I dropped the phone. Don't, let me don't. read it again. Uh, fellas, you do you think McDermott is going to go look outside for help at the linebacker position, or do we translate our own guys into the role and trust their abilities? Well, they drafted who? Dorian Williams, his name? I don't know if you throw him into You're going to have to stick with what you got because I don't know what's out there. There's got to be someone out there, though. They signed Christian Harris, right? Or what? what's his name? Kirksley. Kirksley, my bad. I he retired. It. They both went to Bama, I think, right? And they were both in Houston. Probably. That's where I get it mixed up. Yeah, I mean, they signed him. I, he, he retired he, on him. Yeah. Maybe they give him a call. Be like, yo, <laughs> remember uh, <laughs> the training? I know you didn't want to show up to the training camp, but that's in the past. We need you out here right now, brother. But also, uh, Miles Jack did the same thing with uh, another Super Bowl contender team. Yeah, he said, you know what? I'm not doing this training camp bullshit. I'm going to go plumb. I'm a plumber. Plumber, no. So maybe they give one of them a call. I don't know, but. Like I said, I don't know what's out there in the trade market. Denver might be on a fire sale pretty soon. That that was going to be my question. Do, you know? do they just, and I don't pretend to know who's out there and which teams look like they're trying to tank it. You're just point. a dad with a whistle. Just a dad with a whistle, man. And I'm just wondering if, like, they're – but I think it's a smooch conversation because the Bills would just never trade for anybody. They wouldn't. Uh-huh. They just don't. I need Patrick well, Sertain we'll right trust, now. Trust the process. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, process. I was going to say, too, uh, on the topic of Denver's fire sale, which they blew another game, who they played the Jets, of all teams. Well, um, we won't really get too much into that, but it's not looking good for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And Sean Payton was in, in Russell Wilson's face at the end of the game on that fumble touchdown recovery. Get him out. But my, the point I was getting to was maybe Bill signed Josh Norman today, bring him back out of the fucking Dumb. sports media. Stupid. Um, as they're kind of slim at the cornerback position. So, Dumb. one of the Broncos, maybe if the price is right. Please get Patrick Sertain. I don't, I don't care what it takes. Maybe you go get PS2. I don't care what it takes, man. He's so good at football. He was over Garner for a little bit, too, with how good he was playing uh, like, last season. It was insane. But now it's just, he's just another guy. 
Please I don't know. Do. I don't know what the price would be to get him because I know he's. I don't on, care he, what the he's, price he's, is. He's still, on his, he's still on his rookie contract. Yes, but I just don't see the Bills pulling the trigger on that. Uh, they won't get no one. They stick with what they know. Like obviously, like I said, they brought back Josh Norman. He was already there in that system. AJ Klein is in and out. Maybe you see him fill a role for Matt Milano. But to answer your question, Tino, I don't think they look elsewhere but in building. Because they stink. That's it, man. Just get good players, man. So, Marito, thanks for bringing that question up. Uh, we got to find a way to get the YouTube comment center so we, we see. Yeah, we got to. There's a way to do it. I just don't know how. Yeah, we'll do some. We'll, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. Because normally we have the Monday Night Football game on here, but we had Cody on. I wanted to get him on a better view, you know. Oh, he's working a little bit. I see it. Oh. Uh, I- Boom! There. Yeah, oh, no chance. No chance I could read that. But <laughs> hey, it says. I actually do need new glasses or binoculars. See, I have glasses. I just don't wear them. I haven't worn them in like two years. That that's on me. Um, anyway, yeah, Dolphins fucking smothered the Giants. Um, Giants are dealing with injuries. Tyrod Taylor might be playing next week against the Bills. Daniel Jones dealing with the neck injury. Saquon Barkley still potentially out. I don't know what his recovery process is like. But they're probably going to be in uh It's going to be They're going to be left with a tough decision to make next year. Oh, no, it's prime time. Never mind. I was going to say it's going to be a close game because that's what the Bills do, but it's in prime time, so we'll probably play good. Speaking of which, are you going to that game? I ain't going. Yeah, I'll go. I'm going. Bringing Amari out there? Yeah. You too? Yeah. I know she mentioned bringing her granny. Dude, no, just us two. All right, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not wasting my time going to see the fucking Giants. Respectfully, I know Sunday night football. Sorry about it. I can't. I don't have it in me. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Giants. I mean, we could also proclaim them dead potentially. There, there's nothing. So the thing with that, I know we talked about the Patriots too. It's not like you could look at certain aspects of the team, say, okay, we stink overall, but at least we have this. At least we have this to fall back on. There's nothing. They have nothing. There's nothing positive to say, man. Nothing. I got nothing. Week five. Nothing. And you could obviously see it all starts with offensive line. What they got? List off all the bad teams right now. You don't have to do it. I just – thinking out loud here. Hey, that's but, all right, but uh, no offensive line. You look at the bad teams. Panthers. No offensive line. Giants. No offensive line. Patriots. No offensive line. The list could go on. The, the bad teams starts with offensive line. Got to figure it out. All right. Eagles stay undefeated. Wow. It was kind of tight with the Rams, though. Rams kept it in there. Cooper Cup back. Welcome back. Cooper Cup off the PUP. Had a few players off PUP. Cup. What? Vaughn Miller. What? Jonathan Taylor. What? Fantasy owners got to be thrilled. Uh, but, yeah, the Eagles stay in it. What's your thoughts on the Eagles, man? I want to hear from you a little bit. 5-0, um, and oh, but uh, barely getting out of these games, man. Does, I know a key aspect here is they lost both coordinators. So, what's your thoughts, sir? Well, because I think they'd be better if they did have the same coordinators, but since they got new ones, they got to figure it out while playing more competitive games. 
Yeah, and I'm going to pull our schedule up here real quick um, because I know from here on out, it definitely doesn't get any easier. Uh, unless you have it in front of you right now. I got there. it. All right, what do, what do they got? So uh, they got the Jets, Dolphins, Commanders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners. Cowboys, Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Last few. Some tough fucking teams. Last there, few are easy, but from here on out, tough ass teams. Maybe I, besides I, the Commanders. I'll tell you what, like, I got the Bills one circled on my calendar. November 26th, and I also have their matchup against the Niners on December 3rd circled because we finally get to see, because I don't think they played each other in the regular season last year. I don't think so. But the NFC Championship, obviously, Niners had to deal with those injuries. <laughs> Literally, fucking everything set an avalanche down. Bosa was out, Purdy, Fred Warner, basically Everybody. almost their whole fucking team. And they, um, got they couldn't a- even throw the ball at one point. They even got better getting Randy Gregory in the right, Broncos yeah, just recently. Yeah. He doesn't even got to do much. Took Hargrave from Philly. Yeah. And so I think December 3rd is going to be big in the, the terms of the NFC conference for sure. And I, I'm taking the Niners for that one. Already? Already. Already. All right. I, I probably will too, but we'll, we'll see. That's, that's ways away. But nonetheless, their schedule is going to get pretty tough. We're going to start figuring out. Who the Eagles really are with these new coordinators at the helm there, um, but the but the Rams, I mean, one of the unspoken teams this season, they might have a chance at playoffs. I ran like a simulation. I should have took a screenshot and recorded like the results of it, but it had the plan. It had the not the Panthers. Excuse me. Whoa, Panthers had the first <laughs> overall. pick. I hope not. <laughs> Panthers had the first overall pick. Yeah, but it had the Rams making a wild card spot. Yeah, that's that's good coaching, because they didn't really get too many veteran players that are good. It's all young guys. I mean, yeah, Puka, that's the first name that pops off the top of your head. Um, Rookie running backs. If Stafford stays healthy, they got a shot at it for sure. Uh, yeah, well, the Rams, one of the unspoken teams, one of the most surprising teams so far this season. And I was actually surprised he played because, like I mentioned last week, he fucking fractured his ankle. Yeah, playing against the Colts. So, are are they the the team this season? Because there's usually one that go for a little it run. You know, a little exciting team. Could I think last team. season was the Giants. Giants for sure last yeah. year. Yeah, this season's the Rams. Potentially. All right. Yeah, we talked about the Broncos folding. Um, yeah. I, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have a fire sale. Uh, Sean Payton knows he's gonna be there for quite some time. Maybe Russell Wilson. Then maybe this is the last thing, man. I know some team will go pick him up, but it's not looking good there. Um, all right, and then tonight to cap off week f- five. Why don't you know, bro? I can't keep fucking track. I don't know what my problem is. Why don't you know, man? Please figure it out. Okay, I'll get back on. Here we go. Boom. Week five tonight to cap it off. We got the Green Bay Packers. Head over to Vegas, take on the Raiders, which Dev- Devontae Adams revenge game, question mark. Keep hey, an eye we'll out see. for Because um, he was questionable going into it, but I think he's definitely playing for sure. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Score is still 0-0. Zero to zero. Oh, it started? Yeah. I don't know if you know what time it is. It is 8.30. <laughs> it's a long day, bro. Yeah. It's a long day. 
Um, but yeah, so we'll see how that goes out. We don't have it playing in the background, so we can't give you our live reactions. But uh, yeah, I definitely see Devonta Adams touchdown in tonight's game for sure. You could. I'm not saying that word. I almost did it first time. <laughs> almost broke one of the rules of the L- show here. Latiri. L- L- yeah. Last sure. name. Last yeah, name. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. But um, all right. Let's look ahead here. Week six. Let's spread the bread. So one thing I noticed um, doing this every week, so we go off a of FanDuel Sportsbook. Sometimes they leave matchups out because they're still working on the odds and everything. So we'll have to try to follow up on that this time around if there's any missing. But, all right, yeah, tonight we all have, in terms of our picks, we all have the Packers covering a one and a half. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think they were dogs, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let me... I think they were. But, um, all right, so let's see where the season records stand. From worst to first in the ranks here, we have Brother Bren. We're flip-flopping every week here. We're, this is a battle here, folks. Brother Brennan, 39-32-3, which is still... You're making a profit there. It's still not so bad. positive, but damn, man. And then you got me, 40-32-2. Noah's dad, 43-29-2. Okay, I'm in reach with that. Now with this one. Donnie's starting. Oh, this one? Donnie's actually starting. I, I was joking with me. I was like, why don't you fucking bet your picks, bro? Bet your picks. Bet them. Bet all of them. Because he's sitting at 47, 26, and 1. Holy shit. It's yeah. crazy. And he, the group chat, he's like, no, I didn't even know I was picking that good. Yeah. <laughs> which, too, which, which, too bad he's not here. I'm, I was just going to follow him, sure. what he's going to say. But, you know, I can't do that now. Bottom bottom of the ranks here, picking live. Should be interesting. So let's get into it here. Thursday night. Marant, are we boring you, man? He's scrolling through TikTok. No, I'm looking at <laughs> He's stuff. looking at the odds. He's come looking on. At the, okay, followed up on the odds here. Yeah, come on. You know, we we could do special because you don't make the pick because we got four guys on the panel here. So this is just us two. We're gonna cre- keep track of your picks this week because you, you know, you got to try to do something because your fantasy team ain't looking too good, oh! pal. My team, first of all, <laughs> you team I'm gonna stinks. turn your mic off because you know I thought we were close, and then you went and beat me this week. You know, and I, you know, and here's my thing: I supported you and your your nice little quarterback, your new guy. I played him this week, and he goes and he screws me. So he screwed you, dude. Yeah, he did. He like he went out and got hurt. Sorry about it. I take it personally. I could have been something. I could have been a contender. <laughs> no, I got nothing. Now you're not. I'm, I'm so bad. I am the Frank Reich of the oh, uh, <laughs> Fantasy, Fantasy League. I'm going to get fired like by myself. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to just turn it all over to somebody else and say, see what you can do for the rest of the season. Next kid had a hell of a run. I'm, yeah, I'm out. Next kid podcast. <laughs> hell, what was the final score? Do we know? I'll pull it up. Uh, lots. I wasn't. I mean, I think I lost by like 20. <laughs> 25. 30, 90. 30. Oh, okay. That's a jump. Uh, okay, I don't yeah. know. 
It wasn't All right, good. so the score is standing. Yeah, it's final. We don't have it to be playing tonight. Yeah. 172.62 to 145.34. Yeah. Oh. And no, you didn't have Richardson. No, in Not my in other this. league. Okay, I was going to say. In my other league, I oh, So you got Richardson. Mahomes in here. You can't give me that. No, yeah, my guy's on. all my guy, <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm missing. I had a better running back. Uh, my running backs all stink. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I believe I thought Derrick Henry was going to actually still play and stuff. I I have three different teams and I won one this one game this week one of them this week but speaking of st- winning games so the Broncos going to win this Thursday night game so the Broncos are ten and a half point underdogs I don't think so in Kansas City where I don't think they've won at all since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback in KC the Chiefs are ten and a half point favorites. And we're getting to the point where since the Chiefs keep winning these games, um, they're going to have higher spreads, especially against the shitty teams. And the Chiefs are known to win the games, but to never cover the spread. But so far this season, they're 3-2 and two against the spread, which is typically a lot better than what they normally perform at, betting-wise. Um, but I'm looking here. The Broncos are 0-4-1 against the spread. Which, you know, I got to start looking at this shit because I know you guys aren't looking at this when we got Fandle pull up. So I'm going I'm to start taking this shit into That's account. Cheating. It's right in front of my face, bro. How do you how do you get to that? I can't, I'm not telling you. No, nah, see? No, nah, see, no. Nah. You, you go to the guy. games and you click the stats right underneath where it says uh, next to more wagers on the side. It says more wagers right there. Boom. This could be a fun fact for you guys at home listening too if you don't know All about right, more, this. Here. More wagers. Yeah. Now what? Bro, no. Let me see. There ain't nothing there. Yeah, you got it right there. Stat. Oh, maybe you got to update. You got to update your shit, bro. No, let me see. There ain't nothing there, man. You got to update the app, brother. I don't know what to tell you. We got the competitive advantage like uh, the Jags do in London. I don't know what to tell you. I'm suing. Update your shit. Not not really. Don't. Deal with the program. So who do you got, brother, bro? Is this a serious question? Chiefs. Come on. The Chiefs. Ten and a half don't scare you? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Maranto, what are you thinking there? Chiefs. Boom. All on board. All right. Next game. Let's head to the Sunday slate, shall we? Ravens, three and a half point favorites taking on the Tennessee Titans where they're three and a half point dogs. Um, from the way things are looking, Ravens are due for a bounce back after that performance against the Steelers. Titans, I think the Colts showed yesterday if you stop Derrick Henry and make Tannehill throw the ball, even if he's got D-hop open, you're going to win the game, just as long as you put points on the board. So I got the Ravens here, bounce back. Both 3-2 and two against the spread. It's the last hmm. spread stat I'm looking at. I think... Something's telling me to go Titans here. Something's telling me to go Titans here. You're tightening up? Yeah. Tighten it up, brother. Yeah. You doing your research over? Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm with you in Baltimore. All right. Okay. Here we go. Any 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 reason behind it? He trusts you more than just, me. They, <laughs> they, That's it. That's it. I just think that they definitely they need a week. They they they're there's a lot on them and 
I don't know. I just think they need a week. They 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 just they they seem to go into these games against the Steelers and just think so. They, I think it's in their heads. I think they'll they'll kind of put it. Back oh, yo! Head. By the way, I forgot to mention. Uh, last game in London this season. Yeah. So they're both traveling. There's no team in Tennessee ain't going to be there for a week, so no competitive advantage there. Yeah. One o'clock sleep. Honest to God, I am surprised that this number isn't higher. The 49ers, four and a half point favorites, taking on the four and a half point dog, Cleveland Browns. Do the sports books know something that we don't? Because if you if I was to make the odds here, I would probably make this fucking fifteen. No, maybe, but to be realistic, I'll give I'll give them seven or eight and a half. You know what I mean? Because the Browns can be competitive. It also depends on the status of Watson too, because he didn't play their last. They had a bye week this week, but he had a hurt shoulder. I don't know. I don't care. I'm taking the Forty ers Uh, 49ers will cover the spread. Ah, boom. You didn't say they just look too dominant, bro. Yeah, I got the. I mean, I said it myself. I would have give. I would have put the Niners up at seven and a half or eight and a half. Um. All right. What about uh? Let's head to Atlanta, shall we? ATL Commanders two and a half point dogs taking on two and a half point favorite Falcons. I got the Falcons here. For some reason, they don't lose at home. They don't. So I'm also taking the Falcons. Me too. Let's go wide here. We're not getting Brother Brent's reactions. Here we are. He's back. He's making picks out of the blue. Uh, just like Bijan, I'm juking the camera. Hey, yo, that overhead shot at the fucking Bijan plays? Yes. That's just fucking sick. Yes. NFL, the, the, the content that we're getting out of Bijan Robinson is fucking awesome. We had the overhead shot of him juking and diving, zipping and zapping against these defenses. And then you had the Toy Story shit, too. Shit was this awesome. shit's unreal. Um, yeah, hope he's probably going to get the ball more here. Uh, maybe score this week. He, I don't think he scored this week. But, um, yeah, I got I got the Falcons. No questions asked. Uh, commanders are going on a slippery slope here. Did you make a – you say uh, Falcons or Command? I can't. I said Falcons. Okay. All of us are here. We go. Dirty birds. I don't like that. Um. All right. Panthers thirteen and a half point dogs. It's thirteen and a half point favorite Dolphins. Um. Yeah, I think we're gonna. Yeah, we can skip over this you one. Know. You know. <laughs> you know. It's not looking good for Carolina, bro. I mean, and normally you would be afraid of these. Big of lines, but Dolphins are four and one against the spread, and almost every game I think, except for like Buffalo in the opener against the Chargers, they've been do- almost pretty much double digit favorites on almost every game. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be another one here, and Panthers haven't covered the spread yet, so kind of forcing my hand to take the Dolphins, which it's not even that hard. You're not forcing shit. I'll just hand that one out to you. Yup. Vikings, two and a half point favorites against the two and a half point dog, Chicago Bears. Brother Brent, are you doing this again? I oh, know you learned your. Did you learn your lesson last week? Do we, we'll have to wait and see what the status of Justin Jefferson is with the hamstring? But 
Um, I'm bearing the fuck down. No way, are you? Yes. Had a long time to think about that. Are you going to pull a me and flop your pick? Because it didn't work out for me last week. I got a question. Don't, don't, don't make me overthink this, man. I got a serious <laughs> question, though. Like, oh, because man. they're dogs. Oh, man. Do you, see the, do you see a chance of them winning straight up? Bears? Yes. <laughs> Without Justin Jefferson, yes. So this indicates to me that they don't think Justin Jefferson is playing. Two and a half, Vikings and the Bears? What are we talking about? Yeah, let's go bear down. They're bear both they're both down. terrible against the spread. Only covered once each side. Um I'm la- going la- last week was their turnaround. This is it. I'm not putting any money on the Chicago Bears this season. Maybe other than DJ Moore touchdown, which you probably could have got rich last week. Yeah, probably. But I'm Shit. I'm going Vikings. I mean, this the Bears. I'm not sold on them, bro. They, I mean, the Commanders are falling off. They're coaching other than the enemy. Fucking sucks. Vikings are the better team, man. They're Vikings, turning it around. Vikings will cover the spread. They're turning it around. No, we'll see. Interesting one here. The Colts four point dogs. I guess a four point favorite. Jacksonville Jaguars. Colts haven't won in Clown Town. It's not so much Clown Town now. But they haven't won in Duval in quite some time. Keep in mind, Richardson's probably not playing. He's already ruled out. But we got Minshew Mania returning to Duval County. Gardner Minshew revenge game? Yeah. I'm taking the Colts, no doubt about it. Might even fucking sprinkle a money line. Four points you're giving us? Jacksonville, I, I, obviously I'm a Colts fan, right? I mean, they're no, you see it. You, no, hear, you hear it every week. Um, Jacksonville doesn't look impressive at all. And one of the reasons why they won these games these past two weeks they're accustomed to London, man. Now they got jet lag. And I know... Be, they've been back a week. But <laughs> yeah, but, like... Okay, I understand they beat us week one. Us as in, like, I'm playing or associated with the team. Um, but Colts could have easily won that game, too, other than slipping up at the end. It's, all you, all you got to do against Jacksonville, uh, Buffalo showed it yesterday when they did have success against them. You gotta you gotta bring the pressure to T Law, man. Hmm. You gotta make him fold and make a mistake. Cause other than I mean, ETN went off. Calvin Ridley showed up again. I don't know, bro. Gardner Minshew's gonna. We know how he. He's a fucking dog. If he pulls up in that jean jacket vest with no shirt underneath and those jorts, letting the flow fly in the jorts, you might as well put fucking. You might as well spread the Colts. 15 and a half favorites. All right. Not That's that. a scary sight, Uncle Rick. But um, <laughs> as much as I wanted to say the Jags, I forgot about that video. Are you jagging off? No. I forgot about that video with Minshew in the locker room after that game. And, yeah, I got, I got to take him, man. 
So I don't have the clip to play, but I'll pull it up just so you guys can hear it. Listen to this fucking intensity, because Maranto, you need to hear this too. Where's it at? I totally forgot about it. Here it is. This is a backup quarterback. There wasn't a lag there. You find a fucking way, and the Colts are going to find a way in Jacksonville. Yeah, they were way too excited. I think the Colts will win, but I don't. I think it's going to be by three. Oh, so I'm I'm going to say the Colts win, but they don't cover the spread. Well, I'm going to spread. All right, betting betting one on one, my friend. So it don't matter if they win whatever points. Right. If they're the dogs, they cover the spread. No, I'm saying that they won't cover the spread. But you're saying they win, right? They win. They cover the spread then because they're four point underdogs. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the spread. They're a plus spread. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's the opposite. So, so so for example, when you when you see the minus four, yeah, it's like you're losing money. So let's say the Jags win by more than four points. They cover the spread. Oh, okay. So, but let's say the Jags win. But they win by three. They don't cover. Got it. So it don't. So let's say if the Colts lose by four or less, they cover spread. But if they lose by more than four, they don't cover. But if they win straight up, they technically cover spread because they didn't. They didn't lose by four. Okay. So you got Colts. Tank talks betting. You're betting with Tank Talk, baby. Hey, all of our records are positive, man. I hope people are actually taking this shit into account. Hey, man. We're serious about this. Maranto, I appreciate you bringing that up, though, because it does, it, it's confusing when you're first doing it. You get, I'm losing all my money. <laughs> you got to start listening Jeez, to TikTok, man. man. Stay off the TikTok. I, don't, I got rid of my TikToks. <laughs> did you really? I did. It's done. All right. Cool. I, all. I, I won't say that other name. Okay. Okay. All right, we talked about this game earlier with our friend. Uh, Tough game. New new friend of the program, Cody Stutes, down there in H-Town. The Saints, minus one-and-a-half point favorites against the Texans, one-and-a-half point dogs. Um, The books, are, they're not picking a side here. They're both sitting at minus 110. I already told you who I'm taking. I'm taking the Texans. Okay. I'm taking the Texans. I'm a believer now. Oh, here we go. All right, Cody. I'm on board, brother. It's all Cody, man. Cody sold us. I'm taking H. Tom, one and a half. Cover spread. Stude stats. Here we go. But I'll be honest. Before, no, say before Cody was on, I was thinking the Saints. But Cody sold me, man. They? He sold me on the Texans. They're looking real good, man. Yeah, they are. I, I could see them losing by one, though. Um, Saints games are like that. You know that. Yeah. No. Nah. You know that. No. Nah. Yeah, I got the Texas covering. Seahawks. Are they coming off a bye? Yeah. Fresh off a bye. Two and a half point dogs taking on a two and a half point favorite Cincinnati Bengals. This is a tough one. Um. We proclaimed the, no. proclaim the Bengals dead last week. Um, they came back and barely beat the Bengals, even though they did it. Or, I'm sorry, the Cardinals. They did it in impressive fashion, but Cardinals hung around. 
I'm not saying they're going to win this game, but I'm taking the Seahawks. I think I agree with you. Maybe he trusts me more than you know. They flop. Yeah. I think they did everything they could to prove they could win a game, Bengals. And that's it. It's going to be. That, and that's I'm going to Seattle. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> just for betting purposes, uh, they. Let me see here. What makes I, sense, what yeah. I just look at. Seahawks are three and one against the spread. Whoa! Oh, there goes Dylan. Dylan didn't, Dylan didn't oh, like camera, that bet. The camera didn't even pick him Dylan up. Dylan didn't like that bet. He fell. Going. Uh, oh, you didn't see his backside. You didn't see it. No. no. Well, Dylan, I, it seems like he's picking the Bengals. Seems like it. If I had to guess. Got very uh, angry with that. He said, picks. "He said T Higgins is going to come back. Go off." That's uh, his guy. That's our guy. Pro T Higgins show. Chase is always open. He said too. So. Yeah. He said that. I got. I got a Seahawks cover nonetheless. Fresh off a bye too. Sheesh. That's what I'm saying. Lions. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is crazy. They know something? I don't know, but the the books are heavy on the lines. If you look looking at the odds of it. Well, why did I log off? Sorry. Lions, three-point favorites, taking on the three-point dog, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fresh off a of bye as well. Holy shit. Maybe that's why. I got Detroit football. Are I they, got the Lions, man. Do they have injuries? Do we know? Who? Lions. I mean, Gardner Johnson's still out. That's really all I know. Offensively, it's like Gibbs didn't play this week. Is Amon Ra? Amon Ra didn't play this week. Well, maybe that's why they don't think they're playing. But the like four or three and a half, whatever. I think I'd go Rams, but I got the Cardinals, bro. First time this year picking the picking the birds here. I'm going with the Rams. I got no opinion. No opinion. <laughs> got to make a show, bro. I know I know so little about either of these teams. If you had to make one pick, just for the show's sake. Because you think I want to pick all these games? Yeah. How about you ask Siri? I'd real probably quick? go. I would go with the Cardinals just because. Boom. Okay. Yeah. They've been hanging around. Technically, lone wolf. Just like okay. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Just hanging around. Here we go. Eagles. Mm. Six and a half point favorites taking on a six and a half point dog. New York J E T S. Jets. 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 Is Fireman Ed going to be at this game? Because I know he's been getting fed up. I'm. Uh... Listen, two weeks ago, he had to sit in his fucking car for an hour before he could record the video of him recapping the game. He's getting fucking ticked off with these Jets here. But I'm sure off of this past weekend's game, he's feeling good about his Jets. I don't know against the Eagles. Um, like you were saying earlier, the Eagles coordinators are starting to figure it out. Six and a half is a lot. Jets especially defense, especially though. with the Jets defense. Yeah. I'm going to take the Eagles, man. They're just looking like a, a lot better team here. We all flying? Fly. Let's see Brother Brent fly. We got. Yeah. He wants to fly. Yeah, just kidding. I'm taking Whoa! the Jets. Whoa! What's that about? Come on. What's your problem? Uh, it's just their defense. That's that's the problem. Okay. I think they're going to keep keep it close. That's all I got. I'm trying to think how many splits we have so far. We'll have to go back and look at that. Probably three. Um, Probably. I'm sick with the Lions. Right. Yeah. Lions. Just just to make that clear. Oh, what the fuck? 
We're, we're, we're talking about that splits. Was like we're talking about splits. Ago. I know. I know. Switch your pick. I know. I, I switched. I switched right before it ended. Remember? I'm. Just, I'm just trying to let you know. I'm sticking with the Lions. Yeah. Is the last thing I said. So normally, so we're when I keep track of our picks, I go back and watch this on YouTube and everything. You're going to confuse the fuck out of me, man. I'm going to have to go back and change it. Listen, when you watch it, I say it. Play right mind at, games with me, man. I say it right at the end. I'm going with the Lions because they're on Fox, I, I remember? true and false. Sorry. These trolls. That's that's the answer to the question. Trolls. Listen, we ain't got to say nothing here. What's the next one? Flues. Giants are 14-point dogs against a 14-point favorite. Buffalo Bills. Yeah, let's go Bills. Boots on the ground? Boots on the ground. Bills on the ground. Giants on the Giants ground. Giants uh, fourteen. I, it's high, have but something I'm... to prove at home. Do you think Dayball? Do you think Brian uh, Dayball is going to have a play in effect in this game here? Or yes and no. He's going to have He's two good playing. plays. He can he can do whatever he wants, but his team stinks. Oh, I can see him breaking more uh, Microsoft tablets on the sidelines. Holy I got the shit. I got the Bills bounce back game, especially after that fucking travel to London. It's going to get ugly out there. Giants will be slayed. And, and Bills play good at night. Yeah, prime time. They're a night team. We're night owls. That's it. The stadium will be rocking, too. They're going to yeah, let Brian Dayball know for sure. All right. Monday night. Next Monday. Da-da-da. Dallas Cowboys. Two and a half point favorites taking on two and a half point f- underdogs. Sorry about that. Chargers fresh off a of bye as well. Um, I got the Chargers. Don't I? I don't trust you. Not off the of last time. I'm taking the Chargers. Listen, Kellen Moore might be the difference maker here. Offensive that- coordinator for the Char or uh, Cowboys. Last season, first year in L.A., man. The opposite of the Bills-Giants game. Maybe Dallas pulls this one away, but I think it's going to be a great game. Um, It'll be a shootout. Chargers sure. Chargers take this one. Taking the game? Two and a half. Okay. Cover. I'll just go the other way. Which way are you going? You don't even like the Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys, but I think the Cowboys will. will They're going to bounce back? They'll bounce back this week. Okay. I'm. They, I don't pick them. I don't pick them very often, but I think this week they'll they'll find it. Dad Boom! In America is going to have one more good week, and then he's going to be done. I think we're going to see Whack Prescott again. <laughs> Whack Prescott. Sorry, your shoes. Or Lack Prescott. Whack. How about Lack Prescott? Because he shirt? lacks what it takes. Either one. Whack. Either one. He's Lack. Your hips. Lacks a days ago. Whack. Prescott. He said, Whack, 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 Whack. Sack. Boom. Done. Easy. So he's the over and under how more games that. he plays before he gets benched. That's what I like. Whoa. You think he's going to get benched? I think he's going to get benched. 15. Week 15. Yeah, I think. I, I just don't think they're as legit as uh, people made him seem. I, that's That was the thing that I've been seeing on, on most of the broadcasts everywhere that I watch. Like Classic Cowboys. Why, why are we still talking about the Cowboys like they're something? Why, why every year do we talk about the Cowboys like they're something? It's America's team. That's why. But they're not. They're always on TV. They're, but they're, they're on TV a lot, and they just not. They're they're just not good TV, and they're not. I mean, I guess it's good TV if you wanted to see, like, oh, God, why do they stink? Cowboys lose, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We'll have to wait and see about that. We can talk about that more next week. Cowboys and Chargers, that is. Follow yeah. Monday night. Ladies and gentlemen, that's week six. Good luck with your bets out there. Hopefully, if you're keeping up with us, your record should be just as positive as ours. I mean, I know we're ranking them off of who's doing better here, but if we're looking at the bright side of things, we're all positive. We're all making profits here, so I'm not giving you a fucking link to go sign up at FanDuel because uh, when Daily Sports left us for fucking dead, so don't go to their website. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do nothing. Uh, they didn't. They didn't write back. Probably the last time mentioning them on the show. Didn't write back. We had signups, um, and we got blank checks. So we're free agents. Let us bet with you. We love Fanduel. Hey, we got no problem with Fanduel. We love Fanduel. It's the man in the middle. That's the problem. Maybe we gotta go straight to the source. We tried. That's your own. Oh, 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 I know what you mean. Oh, best believe we reached out. Best believe we reached out. We love FanDuel. With a proposal as well. FanDuel, if you listen, answer the call. We'll put you front and center. We trust you. Where <laughs> you want your logo? Fucking, I'll put it right here. Get rid of this. I'll, pu- I'll put it right here. I'll cover my face. I don't care. Get it tatted on my face. There you go. Love FanDuel. Put it right on my forehead. But if there's another there's sports room. book that wants to hey, be the exclusive sports book of Spread the Bread, we're not opposed to it. We'll bet with you. Hey. We can talk. Figure it out. So if you see the FanDuel link in our description, which it'll be there, just don't click it. Just look at it and say, fuck these guys. Yeah. I win daily. Seriously. So, good luck with your picks. Uh, Circle back around. How was your betting weekend this week? I did not bet. I just wanted to enjoy football. Okay? Okay. Sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, I had to. I bounced back this week. Last week, I didn't win shit. Yeah. I didn't win shit last, last week fucking stunk. It was a weird week too, wasn't it? This this week wasn't as weird. No, th- this week I feel like it's like mostly known shit. Yeah. So you, shit you most likely expected happened. That's why I'm upset I didn't bet, but you know, here That's we are. That's the name of the game, brother. It always slaps me in the face. Who you got to, you got the Packers? The money I put on this one, I took the Gronk uh boost tonight. I did um I did a Devontae Adams touchdown, obviously, revenge game, which I don't know what's going on in the game. Normally, like I mentioned, we have it on, uh, so it's going to be a surprise when we get home. So I had Devontae Adams touchdown, Romeo Dobbs. This is a bet to write down every week. Romeo Dobbs over receptions. He was at three and a half tonight. Aaron Jones, you got him? Touchdown? He's out. Aaron Jones, not touchdown? And then my last leg was uh, – Jordan Love, 225 passing yards. Oh, 225. It's about his average. About his average. Pretty close to it. Yeah, but it's the Raiders. That makes sense. Ladies and gentlemen, good luck with your bets, man. We promise you we're going to find an exclusive sports book. We're getting close. I just put, sent the bird call out. We're going to get something. Um, just like birds, set it off. That's it. So, obviously, Donnie's not here to give us Donnie's fantasy discount, which uh, pretty much last week he said, don't even bother going to waiver wire. Just stick with the fuck what you got. Or trade said. for someone. So No more free agents. Donnie, I hope you're enjoying your time in Canada. Thanks, happy Thanksgiving. Um, hey, hope the Cardinelli's had a good time at the aquarium today. Hopefully they didn't get stuck in traffic because I know hey, Donnie, Donnie warned them. 
So the Canadian traffic going to be... It's holiday, man. It's going to be shitty today. Bro. Holiday season. We'll have to check in with them. Get their picks in as well. Um, what else we got going on? Don't have a guest booked for next week yet, so I can't really give any teasers. Maybe, Maybe it'll be somebody cool. Maybe we'll get somebody in. If you want to be a guest on the show, let us know. Oh, listen. Send your fucking questions in. We yeah, want to hear. F- we want to hear from you. Seriously. Just like Tino did live today. We want to hear from you. So Maybe, whatever, whatever happens this next uh, Sunday slate. Maybe before the show Monday, we'll do a we'll do the Q and A once we got our questions in. That's it. We got to go live on Instagram more too. I sent up we set up a poll on our socials at Tank Talk underscore Pod. If you're not following, what are you doing? So to pull out, say, hey, what more? What what content do you want to see from us? And the Q and A won by a large margin. Yeah, so. I didn't even vote, but that's that's what I wanted. Send your questions in, please. And stay up to date with everything Tank Talk at Tank Talk underscore pod. That's on X, Instagram, TikTok. Look right behind me. It's all there. For the YouTube viewers. But if you're listening on Apple Pod or Spotify, stay up to date with everything Tank Talk at Tank Talk underscore pod. Um, We're still doing our Madden giveaway. Hey, our subscriptions are climbing up the ranks here. Getting close to our goal. Um, Once we hit 500 YouTube subscribers... We're giving away a copy of Madden 24 for both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. X. So go ahead, be a friend, and tell a friend how great this show is. It's fucking great. For the most part. We try our very damnedest. We isn't try. That, isn't that right, Maranto? You try. And shout out you for not sabotaging the show for losing the fantasy this week. I don't want to talk about it. All right. We'll move on. Thanks for bringing it back up. As we will move on to week six here. Yeah, stay tuned, folks. Potentially might have a cool guest next week. We'll try our very best to go ahead and do that. Stay up to date at Tank Talk underscore pod. Get us to 500 YouTube subscribers. Get a copy of Madden 24. Why don't you want Madden 24? I don't, we don't even care what you do with it. You could win if you're already at Madden 24. Just fucking reset. We don't care. Help us get to 500 subscribers. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Subscribe to the Tank Talk podcast. And we will see you next month. Oh, before we get out of here, though, I want to bring this back. We haven't done this in a while. Brother brother Brent. <laughs> I can't do this. How do you know what I'm going to say? I can't do this. I can't be positive. I've been. Why? I've been a hater, bro. <laughs> and you know I've been a hater. I've been a hater for a few weeks. Well, let's turn that around today. God damn it, bro. Not the time. Send our listeners off with some either words of advice or some motivation. I'll leave that one up to you. I know uh, the Canadian audience we got going on. I don't know if we got any Canadian viewers, but uh, happy Thanksgiving. We're all thankful for the uh, God in football of the Americans and uh, go Beals, go football. Hey, football is good, right? The mentals. I don't know. Is good, right? I don't know either. Uh, yeah, and uh, just be thankful for everything, man. Right, boom. And before I, I don't want to leave without mentioning this, I know Marantha wants to get the fuck out of here, but he's gonna like what I'm gonna say here because typically it's a football show. This week, the puck will drop. The NHL is back. And 
Right now. I'm going right. to win that cup. Yeah. Right here, right now. I'm here to tell you. After years and years of fucking disappointment and after another disappointment. Every single fucking season. Listen, we went through, just personally speaking, me and brother Bren. Yeah. We went through the days of glory with Chris Jury. Who? Daniel Briere. Who? Ryan Miller. Who? You get it. Those days are fucking back. Taze Thompson. Yeah. Do it for Rick. Do it for Rick. Do it for RJ. RJ, man. Don't make me cry now. Top shelf for Mama Hazel Cookie. This year, they should have a friggin' black band with RJ's. They should be like, that should be the goal. He missed it. They owe it to him. Can we get a top shelf with cookies? We put it all the way up there. That is a cookie. We're gonna get a, yeah. We're gonna do that next week. Right up there. Right what up, I'm trying right to get to is this is the fucking season. Sabers are winning the fucking cup. Let's fucking go out there and do it for the city, man. Make us talk about hockey, please. <laughs> I wanted to talk about hockey so fucking bad, but we can't because the Sabers fucking stink every year. Change the narrative, please. Let's go. Let's fucking do it. We're out of here.